All right, now we're recording because the mics are on. Uh, How you doing? Great. Good. I heard we do a podcast. Happy to be back to it. Are we on a podcast? I think we, we do are. something like that. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while. Me it's been a minute. It has been lots of minutes. Many minutes <laughs> in a row. So we are happy to be back for uh, season three of The Handmaid's Tale and season three of our podcast, right? Yay. Same thing, right? We're right in line with the show. We've done all three. Yep. So far, so good. So... Uh, yeah, we've been away for a while. Um, I had to detox from the show, not like on drugs or anything, but like from the show yeah. and from doing all the things that are involved Gilead with the show. Detox. Yeah. I did have to have a Gilead detox. Yeah, and, you uh, It was kind of the best thing I had ever done in the last year, at least, you know, to avoid the hyperbole because I don't know. That's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, so here we are. And uh, if you may have noticed, for those of you who are regular listeners or followers of us, uh, we kind of have whittled our social media down to Facebook. So if you're out there and you're wondering, hey, on Twitter, when are you coming back? The answer is never. Just <laughs> no. so you know, we're not Find coming back. Facebook. So the Facebooks, I can, I can do so many things. I've decided I can do two. I can record this show and put it out there and I can be on the Facebooks. That's it. It's <laughs> all I got. Good for you. It's all we need. I hope so. Because that's <laughs> all we're getting. minimalism. Hashtag minimalism. We're, like we're it. keeping it simple. I'm keeping it simple. So, uh, other than that, nothing is really going to change, I don't think. Other than uh, we're doing less. We're trying to uh, take this back to a, as I refer to it, a realistic, you know, yeah. expectations kind of deal. Because we're all, you know, people with lives and jobs. jobs and, and spouses. Yeah. And children. Yeah. You know. Especially the children. Hey, yeah. Hashtag priorities. Kinda. So, uh, what have you guys been up to? Pretty much the things you just said. Yeah. Um, job and children. Children? Children. Children. <laughs> now, see, I said I wasn't going to edit this podcast. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to still because okay. you said children. That's fine. They can hear me say children. Uh, yeah, running after those two, two um, fun little dudes and doing my job. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot when I say it like that, but it really is a lot. It is. It's a, it's a bunch. Tiana... Yeah, yeah. What about you? Same. Uh, my child, singular, uh, my job, and then my other job that doesn't pay me, um, all are things happening in my life right now. Your job that doesn't pay you? Yeah, in addition to this one. Oh. Yes. I was going to say, this one also doesn't pay <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I know. There's another one that also doesn't pay me. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tiana it's does a lot though. of things. Um, if you could have gone back in time and said, which two people should not start this project together and be the only people doing it for the most part. Tiana and Justin would be your answer. Because we... Maybe that's true, yeah. We don't do we don't anything say no well. halfway if we're doing it. Yes. We're not this, good at this it. This is fair. We're either doing it, like, full throttle all the way yep. or, or not doing it at all. And then I've discovered, like, when I stop doing it, it really is, like, coming off of drugs or something because it's like, <laughs> I don't even want to look at that anymore. I was like, Handmaid's Tale stuff. I was like... If I if I had to look on Facebook or social media and see one more person go, what would your job be in Gilead if you were in Gilead? I was really going to lose my mind. I was like, yeah. I have to get out of here for a little while because I can't see the same conversations every day. This I is why I don't do social media when I'm not doing it for my, <laughs> for my your job, job every day. Yeah. Yes. I can't. I can't also do it for fun. Yes. No. No. It's not how it works. There's some pitfalls. I yes. have a love hate relationship with social media too. So. 
Except for the Instagrams. Then it is all. Well, no, I, I, that's, that's all I'm on is Instagram. And I, I contemplate every day if I should even be on Instagram at this point. Yeah. I don't like it all the time. Strong statement. Does weird things. So, uh, beyond the handmade still, obviously, uh, what have you been watching in the off season? Seen anything that's, uh, sparked your interest that you are really remembering as being super awesome? I've been loving Sabrina so much. Sabrina was good. Really? So much. Oh my god. Look at that face Sarah's making like you guys are funny. so funny. I know. No, she it's was really like, good. You're weird. Uh no, I love Sabrina and I also just started super late to the party Killing Eve. Oh, Killing is Eve fantastic. is awesome. Fantastic. Uh, kudos to uh Oh, really? Yep. She's ageless. Have you seen her? She is ageless. It's kind of weird. She's 22 and she's 46. Who? Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union. Union. Oh yeah. I know her. Mm-hmm. She's I know her from uh, Bring It On. That's where it starts. Oh yeah. She looks the same. She looks the same. It's it's ridiculous. It's like, odd. Black don't crack to another level. Yeah. It's, it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole nother thing. I That's crush true. hard on her. She you is, crush hard. She is phenomenal. Well that makes all of us. So <laughs> um, what what else? I just finished up season two of Barry. Mm. And I'm actually liking Barry a lot. I've heard fantastic things about Barry. Yeah, it's a definitely worth your time. For sure. Now, uh, let's back up here just for the people that don't know. The Sabrina is on the Netflix. Barry, I believe, is on the HBO, HBO. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, Bill Hader. Yep. And the the ensemble cast is actually really good. Harry Winkler. Yeah, they won a ton of awards, right? Henry Winkler won his uh, first whichever award that was he won. Uh, oh, Emmy wasn't a Grammy. I know that. Well, he should have uh, won. Golden Globe. He might have won both. Not entirely sure. They won a bunch of awards. I've heard great things about the show from everybody. You should definitely check it out. Def- it has a dark edge to it, but it it's 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 peppered in with light moments too, and it's interesting. Because he's a, it's it's very uh, from what I've heard, it's very like gross point blank ish, in that he's a hitman mm-hmm. who with with a heart of gold who doesn't want to be a hitman there anymore you go. and keeps falling into these circles where he needs to be a hitman and he's actually <laughs> yeah. so good at it that he's so he's so wanted in this role and he just can't seem to break out of it it's 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 neat i like it a lot and that's oh i just saw crazy rotations oh speaking my God. of late to the so party good. have you seen that so good i have seen it i was so good is it not as good as disappointing as the book? what yeah, Did you have your eyes open during the movie? I haven't read the book. I have read the book. So that's not fair. And the like, book was good. It was also not my favorite book, but it was like fun. Um, but then I saw the movie and I, I just, I don't know. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very stunning. I don't feel like it was a waste of my time or anything like that. But I was I was not super impressed. Well, but I feel like it's really and I know I know this. Please, white people tell me if this is really weird. Um, no pressure. <laughs> uh, it's nice to see a movie completely comprised of Asians be just okay. That's it, nice. There is something to be said about being able to be minorities doing your thing and it just be okay. And that is fine. Yeah. You're not failing Asians as a whole. People are fine about it. I'm and I gonna, think that's great. I'm going to disagree with the fineness of the movie because I love that movie. <sighs> yeah. Right? yeah. It I did it was okay. It did an impossible thing in that it made me enjoy an Elvis Presley song <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> that is a good song. It's like a Christmas miracle. Because I, I could not give two shits less about uh, Elvis Presley. I like get it. All. Like, I don't like him either. But all. that song, I make an exception for it. And the way they did it and the version they did, it was fantastic. Um, that movie is, come on, just okay? Like, what? Really? 
I, as far as like romantic comedies go, Sorry, that dude. was pretty pretty well up there for me. At least I think Come it on. was. Think about the genre. Uh, yeah. Now here's what I say. I, will, I mean, so much of my opinion of the movie is colored right. by that I had read the book not that long before I saw the movie. Not like immediately, but yeah. not that long before. And the book is definitely better. But even so the book better. is like not really my favorite. It's yeah. just not my genre. <laughs> I'm fine it. with romantic comedies, True. but like, I, get it. I mean, really, it's There's just not, not enough my, murder. I, my favorite show right now is Killing Eve. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is not my genre. It's I enjoy mm. it, and it's nice to watch lighthearted things sometimes yeah. because everything can't be murdery all the time. Um, it's true. It's so true, right? But, it's hard though. <laughs> Murder is fun. But sometimes. I just felt like it was okay. It's not. It's not in my like top ten romantic comedies. Oh, Sorry, guys. No. Ooh, Man. I don't know if it's in my top ten romantic comedies, but I definitely liked it a lot. Here's what I'll say, and we'll try and get off the. Ridiculous transient that we're on for some reason on yeah, romantic comedy. It's okay. Yeah. The people don't care. Um, I will say that it did not do anything that in any romantic comedy had not done before. True. I just thought it did it really well, and yeah. the cast was great. And uh, Ken Ken John and um, Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Aquafina was great. Hilarious. She was hilarious. Yeah, it was amazing. But it was um, great. And the guy that played the male lead, like I'm not familiar with him, but he was very good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's Solid. in. I, I forget what he's in. I looked it up. I, I can't remember I having seen him before. Yeah, he's in things. But maybe he's and in stuff. like romantic things, and that's why I don't know him. Speaking of all Asian cats. Never killed anybody. <laughs> uh, I just watched Always Be My Maybe with oh, Ellie Wong. We watched it okay. the other day. There's a cameo. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a cameo in the middle. And I think my husband was lukewarm when he was watching it. And then oh, the cameo then he was not happened, lukewarm. And he was like, this is the best movie nice. ever. I haven't seen that yet, but I love Ali Wong. <laughs> oh, she's so good. I had to rewatch both of her stand-ups just because I did. I yep. could just like live inside the stand up when she's super pregnant. I know. It's the best. I, I haven't seen it. Nikki watched it. She loved it. It's so real. Watch both that, of them. That movie's really good. Yeah. The movie's it's, really it's, good. Speaking of worth watching, there was some other. I, you know what? We need to stop talking about romantic comedies. Yeah. This is a, it's a whole other podcast. This is a different show. We can do this show. Yes. I could do this show. I have a well, soft have place in my heart about for a lot of them. I know, me too. This is true. Yeah. You and your say anything. I was trying to, We I like to, we were talking, who was I talking? I was talking to Aria the other day, my daughter, and she's 15, going on 16. So I was trying to explain the phenomenon of movies where um, the girl was ugly because she had glasses on and then they yes. like, took her glasses <laughs> and her on. her hair was in a bun. Right, her hair was in a bun. And so they like, wah, took the glasses off and all of a sudden she's smoking yeah. hot. And we were, you got to show her she's all that. That's yes, that's, that's, that's the one, right? I was like, here's the before. I was like, here's the before and after picture. And it literally is just like, they put her hair down and took the glasses off and there's a dress. And I was like, that that's literally the movie. That's and it, she's yeah. like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. All right, so we've got three episodes. We're going to talk about all three all at once because I'm not recording three podcasts. Sure we are. Because we are not the overachievers anymore. No. We're underachieving. True. We're going to embrace our mediocrity and amateurism Come like we should have from the beginning. It's great. <laughs> Come to where the flavor is. All right. So overall expectations of season three. What did you think coming into this? What were, you, what were your expectations? What were you expecting? I thought the first episode was going to open darker. Me too. Like I was just way darker. Say, I was prepared for that first episode to be brutal. You remi- You read my mind. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect. Because I will tell you this, I didn't watch the trailer. This is how detoxed I was. I didn't watch Whoa. anything. Either. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't watch the teasers. I didn't look at anything. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I got these episodes. Let's go watch them. So I had no idea. Now I'd read a couple. Uh, um, this is what I do. This is very. This is very millennial. I read the headline. I didn't read the article. <laughs> um, about everybody was just saying they have dialed back the you know in your face visceral darkness violence, um, yes. which was great because I think. That was kind of the I kind of needed the break. The yeah. overarching criticism of last year was like, 
seriously, we get it. Like, okay, yeah. it's all terrible. Everybody gets things chopped everywhere. off. Right. We know. Let's get some character development. And so I, I thought this was a definitely great change of pace and change of tone. Um, and they even kind of went out of their way to put you in situations where in the past they would have shown mm-hmm. a terrible thing mm-hmm. happening and then kind of going, okay, we know that you know what's going to happen here, so we don't have to show it to you. Yeah. Um, which at times can be worse, but in this case, it's like, okay, I know what's happening Yeah, but it, wasn't, here. it wasn't in an ominous way. And it wasn't because it's not critical to the plot. It really would have mm-hmm. literally been gratuitous for us to see like the feet beating scene again, when she, yeah. which happens to her. In this. So uh, I thought that was really nice. Um, I thought... It was really good. It did a good job of kind of covering all the people that you wanted to find out what the hell happened to them in the first three episodes without it being like too above the, you know, at 30,000 feet and not really have a clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a really good balance of here's the characters and getting to know a little bit about what's going on and where their heads are without being this gigantic view of everything. So I was pleasantly surprised overall. Yeah, I was kind of at the end of the first episode, like... If I hadn't been so tired, I totally would have immediately watched the second episode because at the end of the first episode, I was like, wait, wait, is this the right show? <laughs> like, so there were so many opportunities for things to be bad where things were just like kind of bad. Right. And not horrendous. And I I felt very like, oh, my God, does that mean the next episode is going to be terrible? I kept bracing Because like, there were just so many things that felt like they could have gone off the rails and really didn't yeah either well, the person was like resigned to their fate in that particular moment like the foot thing or like i yeah just I, there were just so many times when it could have been so much worse yeah and that's what they've kind of set you up for right in the past when they've written it like that it's like good thing good thing good oh. thing horrible thing yes massive and horrible so thing that this was you. kind of a more like i told nikki it's like it kind of embraced its soapiness a little bit and that it really just rolled with characters for the whole time. It was just kind of this even tone as opposed to like being this constant, like up and down, up and down and just, or terrible. You know, it was very even keel the whole time. So it was kind of, I kept having to mentally prepare myself for each episode because I was like, okay, something horrific is going to happen. I'm going to cry. I just, I, okay, Sarah, you can do it. Like stealing up for every episode. And then it just kept not happening. I mean, it was bizarre. So Uh, yeah. And I will say I was like fully prepared because I have been so withdrawn from the show. To be like, start watching it and be like, all right, cool, this is the show. But no, like when they showed the previously on The Handmaid's Tale and they showed like the first thing was like, uh, it was Luke doing something with the baby. And I was like, oh, yeah, Luke's with the baby. And I was like, right back. I was like, God damn it. Reel me back in. I know. This one I thought it was out. All right. So I guess let's just jump into it. So we get episode one here. We're rolling in. Uh, and so June, we find her uh, praying as the vehicle with Emily drives away. And then so basically what happens in this scene is Emily takes off with whoever, the van. And then I guess <laughs> this part I didn't even think about where June's just kind of stuck in the middle of the street. And then, and then Lawrence can decide, hmm, am I going to take her or not take her? And I didn't even, it's like one of those things you're like, oh, I just assumed that she was going to do something. Yeah, so that was a little funny to think about. Like, oh, he could have just kind of left my, her in, in the street. In my mind, it was like when it was it was just like not that long of a walk or something. Right. <laughs> I guess in my mind, she right. was gonna we were gonna open and she would be just like somehow magically back in Gilead and she got there on foot. Yeah, right. Nope, they left you right back where you start, which I think was kind of nice because yeah, I think it was there cool. was I think to do that would have been a little bit of lazy writing. Is go here's all the things that happened. We're gonna we we don't need to know all that. Right. No, we, no, we need to know yeah. how the hell she got where she was going. 
And I kind of assumed that Emily would just magically like be in Canada then with the oh baby. Oh my god! Right? And she wasn't no. at all. Like, yeah. In my mind, I was like, fast forward. Emily's in Canada with the baby, and everything's fine, and we're all you know snuggled up. And Can we like, talk about the river. Yeah. No, well, I, I the first thing I was like, oh, they do have technology. They have the drones. Yeah. Out there, sure yeah. Did. searching. That kind of shocked me a little bit. I yeah. don't know. I mean, like, that is exactly what would really happen in sure. real life. But, right. like, I still, you know, it's like when, when Fred suddenly had a computer in season right. one for a moment. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be slightly in the future. Yeah. Like, of course he has a computer. Um, but, y- yeah, they're so, like, practically Amish. Right. You just kind of get used to them not using anything except exactly. electricity. But it made perfect sense. But it was still, like, in a moment I was like, oh, oh, Yeah. I forgot. She's still got to get over there. It's not a long time ago. It's just the clothes. And then you don't even know. You're like, what happens after the river? Like, once she gets over the river, is that Canada? And this is one of those things where, like, I thought it was going to be something terrible. Right. And I was very prepared for that to end in a really bad way. I just don't think they could have done that. I just don't think that there's anybody. I don't think there's any way they could have gone away with, like, I don't think so either. "Ah, Emily got caught. And you would have been like, you know what? Forget it. Or die. Right. Done. Yes. Uh, you know, that's why even when she like went under in the water, you were like, okay, we get it. She's going to be okay. I thought for a minute that Emily was going to make it and the baby wasn't. Uh, and I was like not prepared for that. That's no. not right. I don't think people can handle that. No. So essentially what happens here is she tells Lawrence, I'm not leaving without my kid, which I think does a couple things. Well, two things happen here. One, Lawrence gets out and is like, seriously, what the hell? Why didn't you leave? Which I think speaks for like 60% of the fan base mm-hmm. who were like, what are you even doing? Right. And then I think she says, what all the rest of us understood, which was like, I'm not leaving without my other child, so let's go get her. Yeah. And we, I think we all know that's not going to be quite as simple as she <laughs> seems to think that's going to be. Well, I think we all assume at this point, like Bradley Whitford's character, or what was his name? Yeah. Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. let's talk about his name real quick, because I discovered a thing today. I had an epiphany. His real name or his character name? His character name. Okay. Okay. Do you know what his first name is? No. Commander. <laughs> no, his first name, and you know, sometimes I do stream of consciousness notes, and so you'll—I'll point to it later when I finally came to me. His first name is Joseph. Right. So is—is is this a Bible well, thing that I don't understand? No, no, no. no. Because I was not if you were going to shorten that, like if you were going to give your kid a name, Joseph, what would you call him? Joe. Joe. Joey. Would I? What's his last name? Whitford. Joey Lawrence. <laughs> like oh. I feel like some writer is trolling me. That teen I, heart I really feel like this is just you. No, no. There's no <laughs> way that a guy's name in this show is called Joseph Lawrence, and nobody thought of that in the writer's room. I refuse to believe it. Okay. But he doesn't go by Joseph Lawrence. I know. He goes by Commander Lawrence. I know. You never hear the names that, that That's fine. But in my head, from now on, okay. his official nickname is Joey Lawrence. Uh, right. Joey so. Lawrence is pretty irrelevant and has been for a really long time. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. You have yeah. to be of a totally. certain age to oh, I remember that's Joey fine. Lawrence. Whoa. Well, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, but that's all I'm going to hear in my head from now on when I see him. Wow. Okay. Commander Joey Even Lawrence. Even with that face. Okay. Anyway. Now, when I think about it, it's going to be replaced by Joey Lawrence's face on okay. Bradley Whitford's body. Wow. So here is the interesting thing. So we assume like, oh, he's cool. He's laid back. Like he's, right. he's awesome. He just right? let them I'm so go. glad he's not what we thought though. Yes. I think it's crazy cool. I still don't know. Not, it's right? so much more interesting. It super is. And. Everybody is complex. Like, Although, how cool would it have been for there to be a really important male actor introduced in the show, and then he's given a really flag character? Right. Right. <laughs> like, happens to so many really incredible actresses. Right. Well, it's happening to Nick. That's but I true. thought it was kind of ridiculous that at one point, he doesn't want her to... He, so, at that point... What? She goes to McKinney. June is like, yeah. please take me to my baby. Right. And he's like, what? 
And then she like threatens him. Yeah. Doesn't she? She's yeah. like, yeah. well, I won't leave without her and I'll I'll tell people that you did this for us. Even a commander. Yeah, you can. Because she like, basically June. says you can be on the wall. They'll put you on the wall too, even if you're a commander. I was like, June. And then he you says spunky. Because, you know, down. he's eccentric. Because he is. Yeah, very. He's the eccentric he's, commander. I like it different. I like it. I, like, I, really, I still really don't know what to think. Point, like, no, even like after it. these three episodes, I don't know that I really know. And maybe I'm just stupid and confused. I still don't know that I really know what he thinks really in his head. I don't know that he has a great handle on it. I feel like he is kind of like rocking this wave as it happens. And it not is not completely like, I'm going to get everybody out. And also not just going along. Right. He's like somewhere in the middle and it's a little bit in flux, it feels. Well, do you remember when he explains, I'm jumping ahead a bit to episode three, but when he explains why he let Emily go, because he said she was unnaturally smart or something like that. So I think in his head, well, I can't let them all go. I created this world. Some women aren't worthy. Some women are worthy. Like, I think he's trying to do that thing in his head. But I I don't even feel like it's just women. I feel like due to the circumstances, it's women. But I feel like that is how he evaluates everyone in oh, life. Sure. Yeah, you like know, you're like this is this not. is like a carryover of his really bizarre personality yeah. and thought process into this bonkers right. world of mate of uh, Gilead. Yeah. yeah, not not the other way around. Right. True. <clears throat> so, what did you think of the? Uh, so she goes to Mackenzie's, doesn't come back with the child in a shocking development. Um, yeah. Did you? I, I know. She can't have thought that she no. was really going to get out of there with her, right? No, I don't think so. That was one of those things like, don't go up the stairs. Like, they're just... No. I don't know that I necessarily thought... I don't know what I really thought was going to happen. I was pretty sure that this was all a bad idea. Because yeah. I think I marked in my notes that this is the first of probably many where this is a bad plan. But I figure you're making it up on the fly. You just got emily out <laughs> so yeah like, she, she got she got one win so like right. maybe she's just feeling real lucky <laughs> let's see what we can do let's go <laughs> for the whole deal we can go. um and then so this super interesting scene with mrs. with mrs mckenzie right so it's actually much more tender than i thought it was going to be that was some cold shit no the she, whole I think thing from her awful. perspective no. it was the kindest yeah. she could have been yeah yeah i don't care okay I, I get that but also and I think it, it could have been so much worse. It could have been so much worse. And that, in my head, that, is where I went with it. I was like, I think she that was better than I thought. Just I see be. the look happening on your face when I say it could have been so much worse. And you're like, but you shouldn't have to say that. And, like, just bear in mind, like, right now in the real world, like, it could have been worse is how we uh, females yeah. make it through life. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I, that's well, how you put up with and, everything. And what did you expect from that woman? She feels... That she is the rightful parent of Hannah. I know it's a fucked up situation. She should not feel that she is the rightful parent. But in her head, that's her daughter. She's raising her and all of that. So in what scenario is she just like, you know what? Oh, in no scenario. Do you really want your child? Go. So you go ahead and take her and Godspeed. And even know? if she did feel that way and do that, she would be killed. Right. There is. She is. She has. To I mean, warm. she is in a much nicer cage, but she is still in a cage. True. It's just gilded. Fine. And she didn't have to tell her anything about Hannah at all. Like no. she could have just been like, she doesn't remember you. She does we we have a great life. Goodbye. Or she hates you. Or like she could have yeah. gone. She could have really made up terrible, terrible things. It doesn't she could have done whatever she wanted in that situation and she been fine. She could have reduced June to dust. <laughs> and she didn't. 
It's true. She could have through Hannah. All right, I all right, mean, all right. no, I I stand uh, slightly modified in my. She's stance. not a lovely person or anything. I don't want to have lunch with her, but she <laughs> <laughs> she could have gone a different direction. So then, it's back to the waterfronts, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and Serena and Alfred or June kind of mourn over their lost baby, and then Nick yells at her for being selfish, which. Right. God, Nick. I don't know if I'm being dense, but I don't know that I saw that coming. I get that he had a lot of effort in in getting her freed, but like it never occurred to him that she had stayed back for Hannah. I don't know. He was just he kind of popped off. On I, her. Yeah, because I I don't know. It was a very dude comment, which is one of two in the show, which I really appreciated because they're literally things that are like the default like male male responses for ninety percent of things. It's like, what's the matter with you? That's like a go-to for dudes, right? What's wrong? True story. What's wrong? Like, and I also think it's, again, a time where he's speaking for, like, the other part of the audience who are like, why did you stay here? You're going to die here. What's the point? So, yeah, but I thought, you know, I thought it was weird, too, that that's, like, his opener. Like, of all the things he knows is right going on. there with, you want some water? <laughs> <laughs> we should start a top ten of Nick's stupid comments. So, uh, this scene... With her and uh, Serena. And Fred is just kind of standing there. And they don't even, like, acknowledge the fact that he's there. And then Serena, like, loses her shit on, on June. And then they're just, like, talking to each other. <laughs> and he was watching and she's like, I love my friend's just in the back, like, here I am. I know, what is he? <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's a good thing he wasn't in more of the frames because right? it would have been super awkward. It's just like, yeah. I thought this was a great scene, though, like, with between the two of them, like, with Serena, like, you know, feeling the way she felt, which you totally understand, I guess, you know, from her standpoint. I can't believe you got into a place with Serena where you say, which you totally understand. I understand. I no, I understand, like, if I'm in her head and I'm her. I get uh -huh. it. I get that. Like, she's still terrible. I get it. Um, and also, I forgot Emily really was a murderer. I thought they were talking about Aunt Lydia, but I forgot right. she ran over yeah. a guy. Yeah. And oh, water she's legit a murderer. She watermeloned yeah. his head, and I totally forgot about that scene. <laughs> so I was like, what are they she's talking about? She's in the best possible Because I thought they were yeah. trying to throw us a red herring like she killed Lydia and she was dead. And I was like, well, you really already know that's not true. But uh, so I did like the fact that June says she hopes that Serena hurts the way that she does. Like, because yeah. she, you know, chased, like when she says you chased us down with dogs and my daughter screamed in the woods. I was like, yeah. I feel like that's like one of those moments mm -hmm. you're like, give it to her. Yeah. So that was me yelling at the TV. What about you guys? Uh, well, in that scene, do you remember what Fred like tries to say something? Oh, it, to he's talking to Serena. So that's the, yeah, it's the next scene when they're upstairs and she's like cleaning her finger. Yes. And, and, and he's like, well, you you were just trying to protect your daughter. Right. right? He like signs. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, like he, he like goes. He goes full, like man. Make it all about me. It's because of me and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. That whole scene was interesting because I thought, okay, now he's trying to mend things with Serena. So he'll say anything just to get her to soften. What do you think his motivation is for trying to mend his relationship with Serena? I think they're stronger. As a couple, he's already been demoted, I think, as a result of some of this stuff, right? Yep. I think so, yeah. And yeah, so they say that in later in second or third episode, I think, because Nick got promoted. And Joey Lawrence demoted. tells her that, like, Nick, what, what's, uh, Fred got demoted, 
Uh, Serena got finger moded, and then Nick's, I don't know, Nick's something. Nick is now a commander. He got promoted. Yeah, Nick got promoted, but then he's got to go to the front line. I like, know. congratulations. Yeah. See ya. I don't know. Maybe it's because he understands that they're stronger together, that he's weaker without her, power-wise. for sure. I mean, I think it's a power move. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. What do you think? You asked the question. I don't know. I'm very curious. Um, I feel like he is such an, a needy character to begin with right. um, that he may just kind of feel adrift without her attention on him at all. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly not right now. She just she doesn't give a fuck about Fred right now. Right. No, not um, even a little bit. Yeah. He's just literally just in, in the way when she's trying to get through the room um, in multiple scenes in these three episodes. But I don't know how much of it is like conscious. I guess in I guess I was imagining more that it's just like he just feels like he needs somebody to be supportive of him and that's his like automatic go to is my wife should be supportive of me. What can I say to get her to feel the way that I think she should be feeling right now? Yeah, I think for me, I think it's just really like a She's like the only thing that was ever like Being made him, him made him feel good about himself. Even yeah, I imagine his parents are pretty terrible people. And so he's in this situation again, 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 for however many times we've been in this situation where it's like something completely screwed up under his watch at his home, and he's completely lost control of every facet of his you know house. That Although he doesn't he seem to realize it point in time. because he still trusts Nick, which is like this thing that is still beyond me. And I know we does know more he? than he does I don't know. because later on when they're like all getting in separate cars and going, he's like, Hey Nick, come on and let's I him know, drive him. Isn't and it's that like, like a just like have to situation? I, though? I don't know. I, I just don't take that to be like him trusting Nick because I mean, he does know that Nick is the father of that baby. Oh yeah. Even he has figured that out. Yes. Yeah, he knows. For sure. And I just like his like continued like, trust of him and reliance on him just this is one of those things in this story that blows my mind at least in the way he interacts with him like nothing's gone wrong and i don't know if that's just him trying to like you know all is well nothing to see here let's just mm -hmm. keep moving along i don't know that's a weird <laughs> character interaction for me is gilead's framework based around though like a family structure where you kind of have to be married i mean who isn't married that's true nick Nick. I mean, of a commander <laughs> position. Sorry, of a commander position. He is position. a commander now. Oh. Yeah, he got he got promoted. Don't don't you get paired <laughs> off at that point? Well, well he he's did. already been, paired, been off, paired off. And it didn't oh, go very well. That's but he right. he has a wife. I think that somebody says something about him having someone. I and thought he's a current wife. Yeah, I thought oh. he got somebody because I thought when okay. June's talking to him when he comes to see her uh, later on, okay. I thought she said something about you got promoted and. I thought maybe she said he had a wife. I could just be filling that in as a thing. But. Well, yeah, they try to pair him off because remember what happened to Nick? I mean, I think you kind of have to be married in Gilead right? in order to yeah, I think it's, socially I think it is kind of automatic when you reach the point where they think you deserve it. Right. You're basically assigned a female. So I think he thinks, well, how will I ever redeem myself in my position without Serena? I, I, yeah, I think he just has no... But like Serena doesn't have the option of leaving him. That is not a thing that she can do. That's also true. Yeah. So what is... I don't know. Well, she acts like she can, though, in season three, or episode three, right? Isn't that why she goes to stay with her mom? I feel like she can, like, carry on without his input at this point. She knows enough that she is extremely dangerous to him, so he kind of has to let her do at least a lot more than 
right. he would have at one point in time. But I think so. I think so that she can kind of carry on without him in that way, but she can't like live leave. somewhere else and actually leave officially. Oh, yeah. So think about that. we get next to my other favorite part of this show is Serena full on set shit on fire. Yeah, she oh, yeah. buns up. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she they do this like whole like her getting dressed scene, which is oddly sexy and weird. And I was like, this is weird because she's putting on the same stuff, right. but we've never also never seen her get dressed before, which yeah. is a weird thing. Yeah. It's a whole new like. No, I don't think so. I mean, we've seen her get undressed because that was after Fred beat her in the last scene. But I don't think we've ever seen, like, at least not done the way they did it here. Yeah. Okay. Which is like, Fair. you know, putting it on, putting panties on the legs and the whole deal. And, like, you're like, well, okay. And the bun. She buns. She buns up. This is, yeah. Says. I was like, she what like, she I feel like she did do? She, like, uniformed up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. totally right? how that situation felt to me. Totally. It was just, like, putting on the uniform, becoming Serena again, like, as Serena... Bill Gilead. I'm looking over my notes here. Sorry. I'm putting... This is how this whole scene went. Oh, shit. Serena set some shit on fire. Now we're talking. And then, like, when June comes out and does, like, the whole hand in the smoke thing, that was super mm-hmm. cool. That was just a cool, super cool shot in the stairwell. I don't know that that would happen like that. I'm pretty sure there would have been a lot more smoke than there was yes. in that scene. I think there's a little suspension disbelief there because sure. Serena's literally in a room engulfed in flames and they're having, like, a half conversation of, Serena, we need to go. <laughs> I really think they would have been like hacking up a lung, dying on yeah. the floor. Yeah, yeah. But it made for a cool shot, so I'll it was beautiful to watch. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then I, said, <laughs> I said, I hope we're not dreaming. Please don't be dreaming. Please don't let this be a dream. Because I, I just felt like that was going to be one of those like, Serena in her dreams, like pulling the plug yeah. and like just burning all the shit down. But no, it wasn't. Might I remind you, it's not her house to burn down. But I did like that scene. I made that note here. I asked if we were going to get an episode of Gilead House Hunters. I hope we do. Not her house. She burned down somebody else's house that she was squatting in. Which might be another reason she goes to see her mom, because they don't have a house anymore. And Fred has to go away on business, right? I assumed that's why she was visiting her mom, was because, like, gotta go somewhere. Fred was in a hotel And she's not allowed to go where the men are. Practicing his speech. Practicing his apology speech with the call girl. Yes. That part, I was like, ah. I expected as soon as, it. I as soon as you saw him in that room, I was like, that's not a room that he would be in with Serena. This is way too well, sumptuous of a room to actually sumptuous. be somewhere he well, is with the person he's and supposed they, to be talking to. They didn't show Serena right away. So I was like, okay, he's definitely not talking to Serena. And then right. I thought, well, this room looks a little seedy. So he's probably talking to a hooker. And sure enough, he was. He yeah, I did not put the hooker part together. I oh, knew he wasn't talking room, to her. I just thought he was like screamed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, I just thought he was maybe just rehearsing it for himself. But that was a pretty good yes. touch. I don't. I don't think that he would do that because then there's nobody to make him feel good about it. You have a good point there. So before we get too far here, uh, June does make the nice little uh, burn motherfucker burn line, and then uh, the song that plays is for the kids keeping score at home. I don't like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, I, I noted the song. So you might know the person. That, so the guy that was the lead singer for the Boomtown Rats is uh, Bob Geldof, who you might also know as the creator of Live Aid. Also, the guy that stars in the Pink Floyd The Wall movie as the main star guy that goes crazy. So that's oh. what that movie's about. Interesting. Um, so yeah, he, he was the creator of Live Aid. It was like his whole idea. Yeah. So if you've seen the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie where they talk about Live Aid and they have like the interview with him and David Bowie, sure. that's Bob Geldof. Nice. Hmm. Famous dude. Um, I'm going to pretend like I knew some of that. There you go. Okay. 
Can I just say one thing about the whole Canada stuff? And Let's I could it. be so wrong. I've never it. been a refugee in Canada, so please correct me. But I thought it was awfully generous uh, to Canadians because, first of all, as soon as Emily approaches the sand of Canada, like the dirt of Canada, she has like the nicest guy welping, welcoming her with a blanket. And he's like, welcome to Canada. Are you here for persecution? Come on, let's go. Then she goes into the hospital. Hold on. Then she goes into the hospital and everyone stops what they're doing in the hospital as though this is the first refugee that has ever entered Canada in the world. And the only one. It's probably pretty rare, though, don't you and think, that a handmaid walks in? Clap. I would say handmaid with a baby is a pretty, like, you know, if you're playing, like, Gilead Bingo at the Canadian Refugee Hospital, you know. That's pretty Do you a rare one to get. Do you remember when Moira showed up and there was like lines of people and they were like... But Moira went to the here. refugee center. Moira did not go to the hospital. Moira I just also didn't that look like be... a handmaid when she showed up. Yeah. True. But I just found it to be a tad unrealistic. Is yeah, everybody was... in Canada is waiting for the border <laughs> and like welcoming people with blankets and I imagine they do probably clapping. have border patrol happening because there is a war. And there's True. lots of refugees. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I don't think but I don't think actually, there's very many I, in my handmade mind, refugees. I don't know. Maybe I've got this really wrong. But in my mind, there isn't actually that many like refugees flowing over the border. There's maybe was in the very very right. beginning yes. when the war was very active. There was a ton of refugees yeah. all at once. And like before was, they got the border shut down, yeah, like, everybody was, was like, yeah, and over it the was <laughs> more out of control and more of a regular thing, and everybody got used to it. But that like this is years later. Yeah, like I can't imagine. That many handmaids are escaping. Well, and, and also it if Canada they're alive. seeing the like drones looking around for people in the water, maybe they just literally like, oh, maybe somebody's coming over, yeah. so maybe we should go check it out. I do agree that the applause for the at the hospital lot, that yeah. was a little much. Right. I felt like for a minute that, I was like, is this crazy anatomy? I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> this that's is a that, very pretty place, and they're that, clapping for her. I'm sure they're welcoming people and very lovely, but I was like, hmm. A whole hospital stopping to clap. I don't know <laughs> yeah. about that. My my only thing that I'll Fair. give them is that maybe it was because if she was a handmaid, which is like the thing, right? That's the whole deal. And handmaid with a baby. Like, how many of those have you seen? It's like Gilead Unicorn, right? You don't see those walking over the border of the refugee <laughs> center, do you? Every day? Very true. I'll give you I don't that. Know. I don't I was know. Like, Some has all your limbs but again, <laughs> the standing and applauding. Canadians are people A too. little much. But yeah, you know. They're not, Let they're us not know if we got any Canadian listeners out there. Is that too yeah, much? Are you guys that nice? Yeah. If no. you are that nice, can I come? Please yeah. correct me. And also, I'd like dual citizenship because of everything that's happening in the U.S. right now. I made that note. Canada, anytime you're ready. Yeah. I will sign all the papers. I will do community service. Just whatever you need. Me and my family would like to be dual citizens because if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, I'm moving to Canada immediately. So... I said it first. Please give me <laughs> dual citizenship because I worry I about it, it first. every it. day. Speaking that truth from Missouri. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling it hard here in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. We, we don't need to go there. We're so just, dumb. Yeah. We're like Alabama. I'm from Illinois, Not, so I still play that card. Ah. Uh, yeah, you guys actually, right over there you guys now. did like progressive things. Yes. yes. I was very proud of it. <laughs> right now, they Taylor, can't balance a budget. Right now, but Taylor, at least they got they, that straight. They did balance a budget. They have a budget. Uh, they, they said it would take like three years to say whether it's going to be balanced. They technically have a framework for a budget that might be balanced later, maybe. But they like women But over I'm proud there. of yes, Illinois. Yes, they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of Illinois. They appreciate We'll all be moving there soon. Maybe we can just go Illinois for right now. And then we'll just keep moving up like towards Chicago. And if we gotta go, <laughs> if we gotta go full on Canada, we'll just make that break a little closer. Hey, you and me, and Nikki, and 
Everybody else. And What's all the, of our other people. Yeah. What's the? Oh wait, Wisconsin's a mess right now. We can't go there. No. Minnesota? They, no. Michigan? Michigan? I we could do. I think Michigan's still holding on. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, Red Center. We get to go back to the Red Center. Da 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 da. Missouri. <laughs> we haven't gone full Red Center yet. We're getting there. The fact that he said yet, though. Right. It's sad. It's just it's full of sadness. Let's not talk about. It. Okay. Yeah. Um. The Mackenzies may forgive you, but re- God requires a penance, says, sure. says Lydia. That was the lightest penance sure. they could have gotten yeah. given her, for real. That was... Oh, no, that wasn't Lydia. I'm sorry. That was random aunt number two. That whatever was, her it name was, was so Alice much or Mary. lighter than I expected. Same. What did she get that same punishment for before in season one? I think that was when they tried to escape and she and, got like, caught. It was a Moira, terrible failed attempt. It was the one where Moira the left, she left Moira, Moira left her at the train station and got on okay. the train. And yeah. I think that was when they caught okay. her. Okay, so it was for originally for something more serious yes. than I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was glad again that they didn't feel the need to let us see June get her feet beat. Yeah, I didn't see that again. Time. Uh, so really, the only thing that happens there is uh, she finds out that Emily and the baby made it across safe from one of the other handmaids, who I thought whispered that a little loudly for being twelve too. feet away. <laughs> I did too. I but was again. waiting for the handmaid that was in the room to turn around and be like, "What? what Excuse me." Down? Uh, let's see. Luke on the run in Canada. Uh, I, I did make a note. Hey, here's all the places we saw photos of on social media on Facebook. Cause like, I don't know if, cause I was on Facebook a lot and this, this happened like when they were filming, um, all the places that apparently oh. they weren't supposed to be taking pictures. Oh. Everybody was taking pictures and just said like, this was in my apartment complex. Blah, 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 blah. And so all these places, I finally got to see I them see. live in the show. I was like, I've seen all these before. I know what this <laughs> looks these like. Were these shots so much better? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, so Moira and Luke, they're doing mail call and then someone sends Luke a picture of Hannah. This is the part I don't know. I don't understand where this came from. I, uh, am I crazy? I totally thought like maybe this is the one thing that June grabs out of the burning house and somehow gets it mailed. Uh-huh. Am I crazy? You filled in the nice double there, but I don't isn't, know. Isn't June in possession of that photo at the end of last season? Didn't Fred give totally it to her uh, or something? About that. that could be. And it did, it looked like it beat up and stuff. Right. It also doesn't say, like, where it came from. It just is there. Yeah, that's true. It's very strange. I didn't even think about that until just now. But then we find out that Offred is going to be with Commander Lawrence. Which we kind of figured was going to be the case, right? I don't think that was a shocking development. But we think he's awesome. It sounded a little too good to be true. I kind of assumed she wasn't going to be with him because I thought, like, that's too easy. Well, and then he says, like, you're not going to be in trouble, are you? And then you think, okay, he's down for the cause. Like, he knows she's going to be trouble. There's some patico. Like, let's go. And then he's not at all. Right. I mean, a little. He's a little. He didn't turn in everybody. True. True. He's he's not. Yeah. No. But she does kind of screw up in the beginning of their relationship. So she does like, what she's done in every other season, which is get a little too cocky in the beginning yeah. and like get her June swagger on and then have to dial back a notch because all of a sudden people start getting shot or dying, which is kind of what happens with her is she does a thing and then she goes, oh, Whoops. oh, sorry. I didn't mean for that lady to die or for you to get hurt or for this thing. It, right. She is like walking collateral damage for other people. That's what sure. she is. Like everything. That's true. All of the plans that have gone pretty well have been orchestrated by other people. Right? Yeah. That's true. And like everything, she's gotten away with, not that she's gotten gotten away with this, she's come away fairly unscathed, I would say, for most of the grand plans that she's had. But I mean, there's people hanging, like the family got all screwed up, the kid is oh. somewhere, the husband allegedly got hanged, the wife got 
turned to a handmaid, I think, that they did to her, right? From the family that, I, like, uh, yeah, in the I apartment? Yeah, I think that's what they said, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there's just been, like, season after season where she, like, does a thing. Yeah, and, like, quite a trail she's leaving. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Another one. And um, he kind of pegs her on that one, which I was like, that's fair. Yeah. Yep, I like, agree. I'm not on his side, but I was like, he gets it. Yep. Uh, so we do end on the line, uh, you're not going to be any trouble, are you? And uh, then we get the nappy roots, which I was not expecting at the end of episode one. No. Uh, nappy roots, good day. I was um, mad about it, though. Yeah, it was interesting because the, the lyrics were kind of fitting for, I think, what everyone was feeling after that episode. Like, wait a minute. What, what, nothing super terrible happened. I, yeah, I was kind of shocked. Yeah, it's pretty. Great. So, yeah, you were like, everybody's kind of looking around going, is it? That's, that it? that's it, really? What? There's got to be more. I waited till the end of the credits because I was like, no, this can't. <laughs> there's going to be like, it's going to be like a superhero movie where there's an after credit scene and somebody dies, like, right? A, Mar- like, a Marvel mid credit scene, but wait. This can't be the case. God. I was for it. So I thought it was a great opening opening episode for sure. Um, okay, so episode two. We're rolling right into... <laughs> We've been skipping no, we're all just, around. We're all all over the place. It's fine. Uh, so really the only thing that happens here is uh, we do have a Janine sighting randomly oh, at the yeah, beginning of this scene. Oh, yeah, I forgot scene. about that. Oh, my God, I forgot. Yeah, she's like walking across the yeah. street and just waves. We I'm see her a little more she later. she wasn't like, hey, June. Right? I think she... I don't know. Uh, maybe she's reined it in a little... Yeah, I think in all the handmaids are rated. Slightly, I think everybody's slightly less rated in just a little bit after the events of the yeah. end of last season. Fair. Uh, so I guess she is of uh, who's of Matthew? Of Matthew's the new person, the Her girl that's walking, walker. the woman that's walking yeah. with her. Yeah, who clearly sucks. <laughs> and yeah, June they're... tries to put her in her place, and I'm like, why bother? Right. Yeah. Just say say goofy religious lines and move on, like of the fruit or whatever. Yeah, say it seemed that like she her. was just like poking her a little bit, and I was like, don't. Don't do that. Leave it alone. Just she, you can't trust leave, her. Leave her alone. End com- of conversation. Yeah. Why? Why bother? Right. Yeah. yeah. Just let it be. Like but she's cares. she's really got a low tolerance at this point. I think. I Especially I after that, her third, fourth. What are we on? Like how many she's times she's have escaped? She's got a long game in mind, though. She needs to just which, brush this chick off. Which another, which is another good creative decision I thought they made, which was like shortening the time of. Oh, you're back at the Waterford house again to the Waterford yes. house burning down to her being reassigned. Yes. I was like, okay, thank God we're out of this. Like, escape, get caught. Go back to the Waterford house. Escape, get caught. Go back. To the-. It was just like, oh, okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So, nothing really happens there. She talks to um, I forget the of's name, mm-hmm. um, but they talk through the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, yes. the one we know. Yeah, I can't think of her name either. And she. So they say they're. About I wish to get she to was Chicago. in more. Yeah, I, I like that yeah. actress. I wish She's she was cool. in more scenes. Yes, she is very good. So they're about to get Chicago, and it's like, you haven't yet? Like, what is even happening? But well, whatever. Well, on the map, it's still like, I don't know, various versions Upper. of the map I've seen. It's still like, the Midwest East. is a little funky. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still like a pocket of resistance. Okay. Or it's toxic waste. One of the yeah, two. I started sure. to say, the only thing I St. remember Louis is, is like toxic lots waste, of just toxic for, area. Yeah, we're, we blew up. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Uh, so Aunt Lydia makes a uh, spot check at the uh, Lawrence oh, house. She back. Oh, we, she, knew, we knew she would be. But she is in rough she is shape. Fragile. She sure is. Yeah, Not it was. too rough, though, because she definitely uh, popped June one. With the but cattle prod? Like like, yeah, that, that was all she had all in out her. Of her. That was all yeah. she had in her. Um, Even and it was with the cattle prod thing. Like, It's not like she expended a lot of effort to... I know. get She was much, much weaker and fragile seeming than I expected. I thought she was either going to be back, not necessarily like in full yeah. force, but... But I mean, Still, you got you know, you figure that timeline-wise, it's like a week. 
Yeah, Two? I thought I thought either she was, she was going to be dead or she like got a stab by like. back, really back. Like that's how you know she's down for the yeah, cause. She got, did she get stabbed multiple times? I can't no, remember. No, I think she just stabbed her just one time, and then because I thought the knife stuck in her. Multiple stabbings. No, it was multiple kickings and punchings ah, and pushing down the stairs. I forgot. Okay. Um, I don't think she stabbed her multiple times. If she did, it was only like twice. Because I thought I she remember. stabbed her, and then Lydia turned around, and then she punched her. Yeah. Down the stairs, and then she she does her patented. Emily multi kick in the face and the crotch and all. Oh places. yeah, I forgot about that at the bottom of the stairs. Yes, forgot all yeah. about that. One to grow on. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Bad news. So yeah, Lydia's in bad shape, understandably, sure. but she still can wield <laughs> the cattle prod. And she got she she went she off keep fast. That thing? I didn't she even sure see did. it. She, she went off fast. She I was snapped. Like, Woo! Still hates These her. These damn handmaids can't do nothing with them. Man, she was crazy. Still hates June. She does. She puts on a good show, though. I'll tell her that. And she already knew about the grocery store thing because the right. walking partner ran. Yeah, that her freaked out. me out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I was well, like that. That seemed like it traveled real fast. Uh, sure. I, I'm guessing that went through because the one Martha interrupts him at the store. Oh, she yeah, says, the, "You guys need do." She says to the other one, "Like, do you need help with something?" But that means that Martha knew who she was and like knew who to tell about it immediately. Well, here's like, my right thing, away. and this is another thing. I and we were talking about this today when Nikki was watching it later. I was like, they when they like when they when they disguise her as the Martha later on, I go, "Here's the thing that could have been solved with like a wanted poster or a poster of like just have a picture of June." Because I figure at this point. Of all the crap she's yeah, pulled, gotta they have to know. Be, Some people have to know who she is. You would like, think. You would think the what did they call them? The dudes. That the just guardians. Stand around. Yes, the guardians. You would think that they at least would know be to on be on it. the lookout. Right. Exactly. Especially when they went to Commander Lawrence's house later to look for that stowed yeah. away. Don't check the basement. No, <laughs> nothing's going on in the basement. Not how, in June's how house. How important is Commander Lawrence? He's that they were like, very oh, yes, important. we can have tea, Mrs. Lawrence. Sure. Yes. I guess, yeah. I guess that he's that important. He's that, you know, foundational. I want to know more about how he got to be so important. Right. Because he kind of did everything. He didn't was just he do the colonies. already a politician, maybe? Well, no, they made it out to be like, uh, oh, he, he created the colonies. I think he kind of created, like, all of the it. The whole deal? Yeah. In that mm-hmm. meeting, you get the sense, in episode three, I'm jumping around, you get the sense that he, like, oh, kind of did it yeah. all. Yeah, he, like, he's he, all him. Yeah. He definitely has the most sway in the room, that's I for mean, sure. I mean, that would make yeah. me crazy if I was his wife. That would make me lose it. Yeah, that so. she is clearly insane in this interaction when yeah. she... She seems out. so lucid sometimes, though. Yeah, she's got moments. She's, when she comes out for the... She comes and, and helps. Like, she but she knows she what's happening. To. I was going to say, I think you kind of... She totally knows what's going on, and, and she is to. so sly about it. I it's, was like, whoa. No, it's... Way to be lucid, lady. I think it's survival. Stupid comparison, but you know how when you're, like, kind of buzzed, and then you have to interact with, like, your mom... Right. Or, like, a police <laughs> officer, and you're like, no, I'm fine. Instant sober. I assume <laughs> that is something that happens. Never, I've heard about it. It's a phenomenon that I've heard about that I've never actually experienced once I was, myself. Once I was, it was at a festivation, I think, where I had like had a few, and it was late, and then like for those happened. for those that are not in the know, which is probably oh. most of the people listening yeah, sorry, here. Sorry, sorry. Um, festivation is a, a party that I threw. Yes. Pretty great. Where we drink. We have. A, that's where I met Sarah. <laughs> we, like, um, we have been known to drink. Yes. Yes. Alcohol happens there. Um, <laughs> and then, the like, room. I got a message, and like, I. It turns out, like, I was just confused, but like, I thought something was wrong at home with Luca, and like, I had it like in an instant. I was totally with it. I knew exactly what was going on, and then I yep. said something's tied, and then I turned back to my phone, and I was like, wait. It's okay. Right. This is what's going on. But then, like, I was. It was as if I had never had a drink. Yeah. Crystal clear. Right. 
Chemistry's weird. And I think weird. that's what's it going was on so with Mrs. Strange. Lawrence. Like, Science. she's pretty loopy a lot, but then when the guardians are at your house with dogs and flashlights, all of a sudden, yep. we're offering tea, we're cordial, we're, mm-hmm. this is yeah. happening, I'm a hostess now. Taking, taking control of the situation. Right. Like, so and they listened. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah, sure. That, we can that's, do that. Let's go have a seat in the living room. That's what I likened it to, because yep. I thought there are times when she you have to be on She closes the door, things. and they are not bothered. Yeah. Right? So I was like, okay. Also, man, pocket doors. That house is beautiful. <laughs> Side uh, note. Great set design. Well, yeah. I mean, do you remember that, like, greenhouse room thing that was in the Waterfords? And the kitchen? Oh, oh, yeah. They have a separate greenhouse. It's amazing. The kitchen was so great. Anyway. Yeah. Great choices in Gilead yep. House Hunters. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Canada. We're going up to Canada for a little bit. Right. So, like, clearly Luke, who I love... But I'm like, Luke is feeling ineffectual and that he can't get, you know, his own family members back. And he's got this baby and he's not into it. No love for the baby yet. Yeah, he's not into it clearly because he's feeling so down about the fact that he couldn't get Hannah or... You think it's that or you think it's the fact that it's another man's baby? Oh, he's having to raise a baby that his wife had that he didn't sire? They didn't seem to point to that i mean they i think there's a little bit of that i feel like surely some of that is it's gotta be no there. i think he thinks june would be here with me if i could have gotten hannah back right yeah. she wouldn't have gone back yeah if i could have gotten hannah back before this point but now i right. sent my wife back into the worst place in the world to get our child because i couldn't right it. because he says as much like and she went back because emily her tells back. her he no, i know but emily tells her that she stayed yes. he's like because she's gonna try to get hannah because i like yeah. i couldn't or whatever he says also it seems like later on like they have a conversation and where is involved where like emily not seeking out her wife is really yes. freaking him the fuck out and that took me like forever to catch me on that too. that is what happened because it took me too. the second time when nikki was watching i was sitting there i was like okay that's why he's upset is because she hasn't called her wife yet because she's yeah. not sure how she feels and what it's going to be like and so he's yeah. just picturing like June doing the same thing and not calling him and being oh. in Canada, and that totally like went over my head. And yeah, Nikki was I did like, not yeah. get that on my own at yeah. first either. No, it took me a second watching for me to be like, oh, because okay. in my mind, like he knows nothing about Emily, and so why would he care? Right. <laughs> but I yeah. Yeah. and it hadn't dawned on me that time wise, it had been a little while, and she hadn't reached out to her wife yet because she was like, I don't know what it's yeah. going to be like. It's been so long. I was and very. She confused. was just real insecure about it, and I was like, Oh, okay. Now that. I get why he's being an idiot because otherwise he was just like being a drunk asshole for no reason. You're yeah. like, right. other than being Luke, what is your problem? <laughs> you know, right? other than the way you're written, what's wrong with you? But yeah, I didn't even think about that. So we get Emily at the hospital. See, this is uh, why we need to teach our OBGYN to about their feelings. I'm trying. Uh, I did find it interesting they suggested clitoral reconstruction, which I didn't know was a thing. Doesn't surprise me, it's a thing, but I just never heard anybody say those words out loud until mm-hmm. I saw it on the TV. That's awesome. Uh, so that's good to know. Uh, and cholesterol is a little high from the high fat diet, I guess they roll with in the Gilead. Yeah, well, um, they killed everything, so right. <laughs> not a lot of veggies. But it was nice to know that, uh, given her short time, I guess on the colonies, it didn't have any you know, side effects other than yeah. the I th- teeth I th- or I the nails. So interesting how. She was how they made a thing out of how affected she was by the news that she had high cholesterol because it's such like a normal mundane thing that your doctor right. tells you. And like she has this like reaction like, but I survived. Like I'm alive and I need to worry about my cholesterol. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it's such a different 
thing for a doctor to be telling her in this situation. This is like as if nothing had happened. Yes. And, uh, you know, right after letting her know that, you know, there's reconstructive surgery for her FGM. Like, I, it's such a. I, I don't know. It's 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 so two to, two worlds colliding, and like you see it on her face. It's true. So, we go back to June. We go back to the Joey Lawrence's house. Um, so we finally just discover through these next couple scenes that basically they're running the, you know, kind of underground from his house, the Marthas are, and so they're attempting to run some people here, which is not a thing they normally do. Usually they're moving like documents and stuff. And so they're not very happy that this other Martha is there and that they got to move a person. Uh, and apparently Bradley Whiffer doesn't know that that's going on or at least he does. does he definitely He's knows like, that the funeral. like getting stuff out is happening. I, he just doesn't seem to know about that one individual right. woman. Yes. And so but he knows when he's being lied to. He does not like being lied to. Clearly. Which is fair. Which is an interesting character thing, right? He not, likes to be in control, which I get for that role. Not something I totally can't see. I mean, at least June was smart enough to pick up on that. Like she was kind of stepping all over him and like doing her June flex yep. thing. But yep. then he's like, uh, you're lying. And so she picked up really quickly. Like, okay, I can't lie to him now. I'm telling him the like, truth. The and thing, yeah. yeah, we got him not do that. Yeah. So I was happy about that. So the long and short of this whole scenes that play out here are June talks him into like letting them, run the new Martha out on the on the ground to the wherever they go to the garage and their method of hey stay here and wait don't move um, and hoping that goes well yeah she looked just as happy about that as June did and again no one recognizes June in her disguise as a Martha yeah it's the headscarf apparently yeah right it changes everything it's like it's very Color much really like she's all that in reverse and then she doesn't look like her it's like reverse she's all that put a Martha's outfit on her you yeah. wouldn't even recognize where were the glasses Jesus just throw the glasses uh, so we get to see a little bit of, uh, again, the inner workings of Gilead. They still have, as June mentions, they like their dry cleaning, even though Gilead's green. Yeah. Um, and that the the interesting mention that the handmaids wouldn't have been allowed there because of all the chemicals in the air from all the dry cleaning and all that stuff. That was interesting that they mentioned that because I hadn't really thought about that. So, yeah, essentially what happens here is they get the Martha to the place and then they go back. And then later on... <laughs> The shocking development, things don't go so well. So do you remember? I, I want to know how they got all the way back to Commander Lawrence's house. Like yeah. that seemed very Tricky. abrupt to me. Right. <laughs> we have gained a person who's grievously injured and they're back at the house. Oh, the one that got shot? Like how yeah. did they end up at the house? Yeah, that right. part was a little. Yeah, because like it, it took a lot and right. multiple sure. people to get her to where they left right. her. Right. And so then two of them found their, find their, found their way back. The one didn't even know... We had never been there before. Yeah. The other one that's shot is the only one that knows where that house is. So she was like wounded while she's giving you directions. Hey, let's go this way down this street. Wait, alley. is it the one that had been there before that died or is it the yes. other one? It was the one oh, that okay. they In took. In my mind, that, it was reversed. Yeah, no, okay. it was the other one that. So, you they know, they go waiting. to the basement, she ends up dying, whatever. And then she, like, not whatever, but like, then June and, and Commander Lawrence kind of go toe to toe because he's yeah. pissed, yeah. rightfully, kind of. And he's like, do you even know who she was? Did he mean that as like, are you even helping people? Like, what what, what did that mean? I, I don't know. Because like to him, the only reason he helped Emily was because, or at least what he said was because he got to know her and she was an extremely yeah. uh, uh, bright person. Uh, yeah, a super bright person. So I don't know that 
he's like, we're not helping random people here. This or is that God. he was just trying to make her feel bad for like using people like they aren't humans and just kind of pawns in this thing she's trying to do and that there's real consequences and these are real people. I don't know. I just wasn't totally clear on that scene. Yeah, I don't know that I am. And I made a note saying, like, maybe he has a like a larger picture of how to handle things, like whether he's doing good or bad for Gilead. Right. Um, he, like, clears, like, clearly has a larger, like, picture understanding because everything he said to June was more of, like, the, you don't understand. Like, you're just kind of popping off doing whatever mm-hmm. you want and whatever you think is right. But, like, there's a larger thing at play here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I was confused by that as well. Hey. But he does make her uh, learn that taking care of a dead body and burying it is very Oof. difficult. Yeah. When she first started shoveling dirt with her hands, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, you can't do it. Well, first of all, it's like winter. And so, like, it was yeah, cold. Yeah, the ground like, awfully well for it being winter. Yeah, I would, I did that, that's true. And it so, would have been dawn. She yeah. still would have been doing that. She would have, like, passed okay. out. Oh, that's- and then Mrs. Lawrence... To the rescue, making it look natural, planting some plants in the morning. Right. right. Mm, I was like, in. wow, she's on it today. She's this is a good 24 hours for her. Yeah. For um, real. And then there's a black handmaid at the end, which we knew there were black handmaids, but there was like one that talked. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So like they're real here. Because you don't remember how we like in the oh, first yeah. season oh, yeah. we saw them in the background. We're like, is that a there black was, Not even in the background. There no. was like one... Yeah, one, image literal. of a black couple right. at one point and that yeah, was but it. it was like in a crowd far away we're like we're sure yeah but this is like an up close like there's a black handmaid that got lines uh so we get some more emily in canada this is the dinner scene um which i thought the chef mansplainer line was pretty funny with luke trying to explain why green onions would have been just fine because I I don't know much about cooking, and I spent an awful lot of this scene trying to understand what the difference is between chives and green onions. Um, <laughs> just I just yeah, don't the chives know what are the difference just is. super tiny, and yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's like they're both awful. Oh, okay. I don't I like them. I love them. them, and I would like for them to go away. I chives just added chives more like to the soup that I had today. Well, see, then that's that's. But like, I don't know. Then I was like, wait, do I like chives or do I like green onions? Are they different? I I am so confused. And so this is the this is the point where Luke is drunk asshole. But we finally figure out why after we watched it twice, and it's because Luke is freaked out because Emily has not contacted her wife because she's freaked out about what's going to happen. And Luke is just like, you know, putting himself in that situation with June being there and coming into Canada but not calling him. So it's just kind of one of these freaked out things, which took twice for me to go oh okay i wasn't on that although i was like kind of like of course moira is doing most of the taking care of the baby um (laughs) i was really happy that at least emily didn't wind up taking care of the baby because emily has so much of her own stuff to be working through and like is clearly and emily got that baby across a river right Right. like she did her part yeah i'm tagging out for a little bit sure (laughs) um sure i was really glad that they didn't have the baby stick with Emily. I felt like that would have been too much. And that's what I anticipated when she made yeah. it to Canada. Uh-huh. I was like, oh shit. I hope well, she didn't just like gain another child. And you've got right. the whole subtext with Moira having given up the baby yes. that we found about last mm-hmm. season. And so she's probably going through a little bit of that and kind of relishing that opportunity to do yeah. that, I would think. Um, but okay. Then Emily does call her wife. That's true. Isn't that how the uh, yes. episode that's ends? How it ends. Yeah. We yeah. pan out to her. Yep, but well, we do get a moment with Luke and the baby where Luke does actually pick up the baby. Yes, Good. towards yeah, towards no, the end yeah. of this towards the end of this episode. In the morning, right? Or in yeah. the middle of the night or something. Because yeah. <laughs> here's what I wrote. I go, <laughs> the scene opens and I'm like, pick up the baby, Luke. I'm just like staring at the baby. Just to pick up the baby. And get then up, Moira has the baby, and then I wrote hashtag it's complicated. 
Um, Luke and Moyer talking about how we're all fucked up, which I thought was a great because Luke is like much. It's interesting because this is also like the thing that I think the vast majority of fans have constantly said about Moyer. It's just like he always has her shit together and she's the strongest one. And Moyer's like, no. We're all fucked up. I'm fucked up. You're fucked up. And you're like, yes, that's completely she made a accurate. Good point. She's like, I'm doing the thing. Like, I'm raising the baby. I'm trying to help. I'm talking to people. You yeah. know, like, I'm fucked up, but I'm getting this right. done. You can't just be paralyzed here, Luke. Like, get yep. up. Yep. Get the baby. Yeah. Have Just move through your day. Yep. Because so, I was hoping that Luke wasn't going to be like, I'm all, I don't have my act together. I can't take care of the baby. I'm sad. And I'll be like, get up. <laughs> Get the somebody. baby. So he did get the baby, which was good. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Emily is at the eye doctor. She gets some glasses. At which point yeah, she, she had glasses before, right? I think so. Yeah, sure. in the when she yeah, was teaching. She, she, had she was teaching. Before. Yeah. Um, and so she decides to call her wife finally. So she does, and her wife picks up. And that's a great moment. And then she like stops in the middle of the street, and that's pretty yep. much how the whole episode ends is with her <laughs> car in the middle Lock, of the street. Yeah. yeah so now I'm really wondering, like, where's Oliver? Is Oliver okay? Right. Is she with? Is he with other mom? I don't know. I don't I would know. Hope so. Where where is he? Yeah. Well, you get the sense that she was like at work or yeah, she was like doing something. He's probably yeah. at very clean, nice Canadian daycare. Yeah, I figured he was at school. Where they or welcome something. him every morning with applause. Government subsidized. Him. Yeah, he's like school age. Clean, polite Canadian don't daycare. Don't even. Yeah, that could be. It could be in school subsidized. by he now. Was school age before. Was he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So again. Fantastic episode where nothing other than, you know, a random Martha we really just met and didn't get to know too well. And then they made a nice Breaking Bad reference just for you. I know. Uh, yeah, she died. So that's a minimal body count, I think, for the show. Yeah. Yeah, every time there's a current culture reference, I it's it feels like a special little nugget. Right. Even though I know, like, everybody, yeah, you know. Is well, like and it's that. so funny to, like, I'm like, oh, they did that for me. Have June in this, like, handmade outfit. It's just, it's just the costuming when they're saying yes, it. Like, it's so, in it your puts head, you so out of it. It puts you way you're out of so it. And you're like, oh, yeah, she would have known what Breaking Bad yes. was, like, because it's, it's supposed to be now. But, that would um, still be a reference. Did yes. you become then motivated to watch Breaking Bad? Not even a little bit. Ah. I, Sarah, you're going to be really. Um, you haven't either. To hear this. I did start watching it and then I stopped. Oh, guys, you got to push through. I like. I so liked it, but I didn't love it. And I got like an hour at night, man. I gotta. I gotta I really it. dole that out carefully. I know. I didn't no have time children. For bad shows. I didn't have children. It wasn't and we had bad. like six was, snow days in a row, so I was like, good. It just wasn't great. <laughs> I'm gonna knock this out. All like, right. Here's the thing. What? You have to do the whole show. Unlike certain shows that have ended recently, it had a very satisfying ending. We're not talking. We will be here for another hour if I, I talk it. about the Game of Thrones ending. I, I understand. Okay. So I'm season... ready to talk about it. Stupid. So episode three is entitled Useful, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. They make reference to that. They do make reference <laughs> to that. Like, women being useful. Mm. Mm. Oh. My... I can't believe they've right. worked in the line... I got binders full of women. I cannot believe they worked it in. I laughed so loud, so suddenly. That's I awesome. cannot believe I didn't my child about didn't that. wake up a floor away. How did you think about that? It was amazing. So if I had been drinking, I would have done a spit take all over my computer. Can you explain the binders full of women reference? It's during the, during the meeting that we've referenced a million times already where all the dudes are in the room and Commander Lawrence is like being king of the castle or whatever. He's super important. We get it. And um, he calls June in for something. 
It's while she's in the room, right? To yeah. get a book off the shelf. Yeah. yeah. So it's and just like, to mess with her. is basically yeah. just humiliating her and going yeah. on. And he says something about like women being useful. Right. I forget exactly how he gets there. And he's like, and I got bind- he's literally like holding a giant binder and sets it down on other papers. Like, I got binders full of women. And I, ugh, probably not everybody p- pays a lot of attention to politics, but there was a thing <laughs> in 2016 where a presidential candidate was going, was saying that he was not, uh, anti-woman as there was a lot of talk happening about the Republican field generally being not very uh pro womanhood uh and he said i have binders full of women and it was kind of the end of his campaign yeah very much um it was great i really enjoyed that so much that whole episode was kind of heavy-handed i thought because isn't there a part where at the end where june was like there was a time where women were able to choose at the end she says something like that and i thought that was pretty Oh, political. Oh, there is definitely some political. Yeah, there this, this episode there did seem like there were yes. had multiple references of, to current I mean, or very yes. recent between politics. the people in cages, literally in the yes, you know right. warehouse. To this, you know, this episode felt specific. A room full of men talking about the uses of women, mm-hmm. right? Making decisions what they about may their bodies, do. and yeah. A room full of older white gentlemen making decisions about exactly. women's bodies. That doesn't happen in real life, though. Uh, so June opens this with uh, walking with the Marthas, and again, they like they're they're prolific hangers of people, yeah, like on are. every tree. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it, it was a lot of Marthas. Yeah, yeah, I they were definitely kind of shocking. Well, the Marthas ones, were the ones that because it's Marthas. They're and, like, the ones who are getting it done. Though. I know, but like you haven't seen a lot of persecution of Marthas this far. True, it was really uh, just that one in the street at the end of last season, right? But the like, really the real purpose of this scene is to pull Janine out of purgatory and bring her forward, <laughs> along with of fill in the blank that we can't remember Nina yeah. Fiore's character. I forget what her character's name is. Uh, so we're very excited to see Janine and. Jan- <laughs> they're trying to figure out if these are new bodies or old bodies. Janine's like, they're really starting to smell. I think they're the same people. <laughs> like, Thanks, Janine. Yeah. Thanks, Janine. So yeah, they're all like, okay, these can't be new people. Because I think she's trying to figure out if uh, one of them is Cora. Cora, because also, Cora I got appreciate that thrown they used, out. They made Cora just like in the book. There was there was Rita and Cora in the yep, book in right. the household, and now we have a Cora. Yeah, yeah many, well, I forgot about we had the a Cora. Cora. Well, yeah, we had, we had a, Cora a Cora for a short time. Three episodes. Uh, so, Lawrence, so, I have I've written down. Lawrence won't go to meetings if they want to talk to him. They got to come to him. Lawrence is being super important. Well, Lawrence is being cruel. Here's the thing: at this point, you think, okay, he has told June that she needs to calm down and that she's acting frivolous and casual with everything, and that it's going to get everybody killed. So you think that's going to be the end of it? Like he's firm with her. He tells mm-hmm. her all these things. So you're like, okay, moving on. And then he really gives it to her in this episode to the point where. I just didn't see him as a character that could be that cruel. Yeah, I, I was pretty surprised by that, too. Didn't quite understand the scope of his right. eccentricity. And that's why I still don't really know what to believe and not to believe, given the context in which he does all these things, which is they went at it and he got mad, mostly because she was kind of being a little loose with putting everybody all risk. the people and putting them at risk, which, which is, was completely accurate. Yeah. Okay. But then he, I feel like he, I can't tell if he's just doubling down and really trying to hammer home his point that he can do these things and feel this way if he wants to, or right. if he really does. 
Because well, it, it's he, kind of a mixed signal when he takes her to the yeah. place and says, there's not going to be a salvaging, which they talked about. He's like, you, you can pick five people to be a Martha, yeah, but it's up to you, which is still kind of a dick move. Well, yeah, and horrible. she calls him out on it. And so I still don't feel like even after this episode where you're, I think you're supposed to feel like, oh, he's terrible. I think he's like a very, very dysfunctional father. Like, I'm going to instill these lessons in you, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to do it the way that I think is the most impactful, no matter how that may traumatize you later. Right. And I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily giving me a free pass because clearly he thinks a little bit of the things that he's saying, like with the women and their uses. And sure. clearly he values people that he feels can either help him or help society as a whole with their intelligence more than he does everybody else. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's that guy. He's the guy that, you know, frowns upon everybody else because he thinks that he's better than them, sure. which is why everybody has to come to him for the meetings because he doesn't like to travel. You know, it's just that kind of character. So I'm not giving him a pass on, you know, he, he helped build all this stuff. He wife. came up with all of it. He didn't like at any point go, oh, maybe we shouldn't. You know, so I don't know. It's just still, I don't, I don't feel like I have a firm grasp on his character. Well, you can't because then he's like, like you said, he's very like, or I don't know what you just said, but like very protective of his wife yeah. and very... I think he lets people think that he doesn't travel because he doesn't have to, and he's so important that he doesn't have to, but I think he really doesn't leave because he doesn't leave his wife. Mm-hmm. Right? And, be. like, he yells at uh, June for even saying, talking about her, mm-hmm. and, like, he's always yelling at the Marthas it's to, like, get sort her of tea. Lots of guilt wrapped up yep. there. I don't know what happened. It's interesting. Uh, so we have to go to Serena's mom's house. So nice, lovely house by the sea, which is gorgeous. Warm, loving environment where Serena's mm. mom is a psycho mm. and clearly explains some of the sides of Serena that we've seen in the past. <laughs> uh, she tells her she's worthless without yeah. Fred. Doesn't right. want to know. But there is no place know. for but, you in the world without him. I mean, right. come on. She said she was a beautiful girl. Well, that's <laughs> that was the first thing I was uh, like, oh. We were talking a little bit before we were recording and... Um, I said I was really surprised at Serena's mom because she was really not the mom I expected. But in reality, she was like exactly the mom I expected. But I expected her to really love her daughter is the thing. Right. Like Serena does seem so capable of love and caring that I expected that like her mom probably would be like a crazy hyper perfectionist. You know, Mm -hmm. everything needs to be just so. And like that makes Serena all about making the world just so. But Serena seems like a person who was loved growing up, whereas, like, Fred does not. Fred seems like he was needy. not loved he's growing up, and he's a very yeah. needy individual because of it and seeks seeks out, uh, you know, approval in very dysfunctional ways. But I expected Serena to have a loving mother, no matter how messed up she was in other right. ways. Well, I thought it was interesting, too, that she kind of gets this, you kind of get this whole very similar to, not to the extreme, but... Similar to how Eden's family was, where, like, I think Serena goes there hoping that her mother is going to, like, comfort her, comfort her and make her feel better about herself and her situation and empathize or sympathize either way with what's going on in her life. And she just really turns it around and says, you're really nothing without this and doubles down on all of it. Kind of the way Eden's family was like, yeah, you guys got to go back there and we're going to turn you in. And, you know, she can't turn her in because they haven't really done anything, per se. Although she does kind of know, as much she says, that she gave the baby away. I think she's intuitive enough to realize what really went yeah, down do you, there. Do you think she figured that out on her own? I think so. Oh, yeah. I think so. Sure. Um, so I, I just thought that whole that whole interaction was kind of interesting. Well, but she didn't have to make that extra cutting remark about, and it wasn't even yours. Like, that Yeah, she did go so the extra mile horrible. in cruelty. But... 
If you recall, Serena's got a little bit of that in her and a, as a character with Fred, for sure. Because there's several times where they've yeah. been arguing and she's made that little like that's last... Still, it's different to say that Dad. to your child. I, I get it. Uh, I get it. But if that's, you know, I'm just saying it's a thing that she's got somewhere inside her from somebody. True. I feel like everybody's got that somewhere inside yeah, them. It's just, but it's a very different thing to say that to your child who's in so much pain. Also true. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I love the line, and I don't want to hang out with your friends, mom. She was doing the whole, like, yes. <laughs> sad teenage, I don't want to hang out with your friends, mom. Jesus. Prayer group again. So that was pretty funny. Uh, also, so do- I didn't, I, I was kind of surprised that, like, prayer groups were a thing. Like, women were allowed to gather together and have prayer groups together well, unsupervised. That's a thing. Well, there was a man there. They were reading. Yeah, the Pat, there was, like, a dude that oh, was yeah, doing the right, praying, and there right. was a guy there. Supervising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a chaperone. Okay. Yeah. Were they reading? No. No, they were they just were praying for things. things no, together. No, no, you're right. I was confusing that with another thing I watched. Yeah, so we do get the aforementioned uh, commander meeting back at the Lawrence house, and which uh, Nick is there, and they're talking about future moves. You know, Chicago is apparently the next big uh, place they're trying to take over with the resistance front still doing their thing. Um, they talk, There's mentions of salvagings, which I don't think up until this point in the show we've heard them mention, which is a thing in the novel. Because yeah. ultimately, that's what happens to, spoiler alert, uh, Fred in the book, is they get caught up in the salvaging. Like, that's what the, the later on in the book, you find that out, that later on they both get caught up in, the, I guess they, they call them purges there, salvages, purges. Maybe I'm mixing up two no, things there. it was salvage, because I okay. knew exactly what it meant when it happened in the show right. from the book. And so, at this point is the scene we were just talking about where Lawrence is kind of putting on a show for his commander buddies and brings june in there to Humiliate go get her. go get the descent of man by darwin off of the shelf and the fact that she has to kneel in front of him it's just putting on you know and he closes with the line see women can be useful mm. that part was way more cruel than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> it really was i saw him trying to prove a point but i didn't see it going that far right um so that's when you're like okay there's some layers here he's yeah. got some dark corners that we thought he was just awesome and helped people out of Gilead. But, but also, like, context. The terrible, cruel thing he did was make her get a book in front of other men and then hand it to him from her knees. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it could have gotten the, worse. It was, it was cruel, and it was clearly just to humiliate her. Yes. But, like... In the grand scheme This is, like, how soft season three has made us, guys. Like, we're talking about I can't about believe he cruelty. made her get that book. I'm I mean, so happy that this is... Yeah, if this is the worst we get, I don't think right? it's going to be, but, you know. Uh, so then we go back to Serena's mom's house. We do get a Rita sighting, and yeah. Rita mm-hmm. made her the uh, pinky thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was super cool. Um, I did think last season when she lost her finger, I was like, but she wears gloves. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, so it gets that. She did make, they make this comment of, you'll get through this, ma'am. She says something, she says something about her hand. She says, Something about gods and your hand, and some religious comment mentioning hands, and Serena says what's left of it and makes a joke about the fact that she's missing half a finger, which I thought was cute. All right, so the whole group prayer thing, always a creepy thing. Um, so many weird, creepy females. Like the sick, there was like the one guy, which I assume that was his wife, because he was praying for his wife, who looked like she was either going through cancer treatment or had mm-hmm. some kind of illness where she was losing her hair, but it was clearly sick and they were trying to pray it away. I don't know if they do medicine in Gilead. We haven't yet to kind of really confirm that other than the OBGYN the situation. Sterile, yeah, right. Room. So we know I that. I think surely they do medicine for the men. Well, they do medicine for the pregnant women, too, I think. Yeah, but that's the only people Jean, we've seen. 
or June would like fell off the not jumped off the wall. Right. And she was in a pool of blood, and then she was in a oh, very yeah. sterile hospital room. So I think for the sake of the baby, she got hospital care. Right. So I, I just don't know if they do like is it like a uh, what is it uh, a Christian Scientist deal where they don't do medicine and hospitals and they just try and uh, hope it heals itself and pray it away. I don't know. I haven't really got that confirmed or denied. I don't even know if in the book they even address that at all. I don't remember it from the book. No. Um, so then they pray for Serena, which... It's like they just noticed she was there right? at that point, uh, which I thought was really weird. They kind of force her into it. Yeah. Which is always fun, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're here too, and you're missing a finger and did some bad stuff that we're going to pretend happened to you. Yes, and so then they, it's, I think you feel like Serena's buying into it and it's making her feel better right up until the point where they talk about the husband and the wife submitting the husband and you can just see her like start like, oh, yeah. fuck you. But what if your husband's a dope? <laughs> but kidding. what if he's stupid Fred? <laughs> so um, that, yeah, so that is a creepy scene. It's very creepy. But then we get to, um, well, first Fred is practicing his speech <laughs> to the hooker, which we referred to earlier, which is just barf. barf. And then Lawrence and June's conversation, or Commander Lawrence and June's conversation, where he starts to really un, un, unroll or mm-hmm. unveil some of the things yeah. about his psyche. And you're just like, yeesh, because he brings up that time where she gave her daughter, like, cold medicine. and The, the situation right. that was, like, the last of... Yes. semi-normalcy that we yes. see yeah yes. where that she was scene? at work yeah. editing and, and she, she didn't go, go pick, pick up her, her child daughter. from school and then her daughter wound up at the hospital and right I, and he was I like think, yeah i think he makes that point because earlier in that episode or last episode which i don't remember which one she said something about you don't know anything about me or you don't know me right we don't and know he said no oh, and he makes some comment yeah. like oh you think so? yeah that creeped me out real bad so i was like Wait a minute. But he, oh, yeah. she should have known. Do they he have on, but do binders. they have, he does have binders full binders. of women. Apparently that was quite literal. Yeah. But like, that makes me wonder like, how, well, at that how point, did they amass these well, records on individual women? You got to think they were keeping track because at that point, the creepy Gilead sweater lady was the one r- oh, yeah. running the hospital. <laughs> so she's probably writing lady. in her notes and, right. you know, everybody's got a record. It's the whole thing. Yeah. It just, goes in the binder full of women. That, like that would actually follow her to this place. True. You but know, three, he, three handmade situations later, all of this crazy drama if he was part of the inception, though, like if he was part of the turnover, like whose job was... is it to update those files? <laughs> like I'm just the logistics. Uh, true, it's quite what? an undertaking. The Nazis kept great records too, though. When you think mm. about it, didn't they? I thought they did. Kept they? Meticulous I don't know. I feel like they history. kept really good records of themselves, but not so much of the Jews. I thought it was the Jewish people too. I don't know. Either way, he makes that stab, and you're like, whoa, and then. So at this point, this is what I thought, and please feel free to like challenge this. Like, so I thought, okay, he's tempting her to a battle of wits right now. Like, he's trying to see just how smart she is, how how she can hold her own, because he's bringing up all these things about why he did and what he knows about her and all right. of this and his role in it. And so he talked he talked about how Emily was exceptionally bright and how why he made that exception for her. And so then I thought, okay, is he challenging June? Is he seeing if she's worth mm-hmm. the effort? I, I thought the same thing. Okay. But what would what would he have been? Not saying this is incorrect. Just what would he have been like hoping would happen? What would he gain from that? Yes. Um, I don't know because I know, you know, uh, aside from what he knows from whatever he learned in the binder, maybe he was just trying to see it for himself because he really hasn't had that much 
interaction on yeah. an intellectual level like he did with Emily, per se. Um, even though they really only had a few conversations. But right. I think he had... I would say if you're looking at Emily and June on a piece of paper and yeah. drawing it up, if she's like this college professor, a super smart brainiac person, and June is a editor of a, you know, books, books. She's, yeah, I get that. The presumption is that one is smarter than the other, whether that's right or wrong. Um, so I think that maybe he was just trying to guess, but I also don't think that had anything to do with anything. I think because she make he makes this line after she's like trying to he starts she starts telling her what she thought. He was like, what? which is like, because June starts telling him, this is what I thought you were like, like you oh, were going to, okay. you, you know, you seem like yeah, you were down basically says what we're all thinking is like, you're the guy who was like, you know, not really down for the Gilead thing and was going to help some people out and do all this stuff and stuff. And he gives this line, which I looked up because I knew it wasn't her quote, uh, is how easy it is, how easy it is to invent a humanity for anyone at all. What, what an available temptation. So he only uses the first part, which is how easy to invent a humanity for anyone at all. Um, it's actually from the novel. It's Margaret Atwood from The Handmaid's Tale I book. When that. she's talking about, it's basically when she's thinking about um, Waterford and she's thinking, she's basically created this image of him in her head where she's starting to not think he's this terrible she's guy and she's starting to rationalize behavior. and that's what they're talking about, building humanity for anybody. She's basically trying to make him more human than he is and he's telling her, you're doing the same thing with me. And that she, I think he's trying to tell her, I'm a worse guy than you really think I am. And so that's where I think that's going. Okay. And so I, that's why I thought it was a little odd the next part of it when he takes her to the place mm-hmm. and makes the point of telling her that, you know, the salvaging is not going to happen. Nobody's going to die. All these people are going to the colonies where she makes the point of saying they're just going to die there. <laughs> so because even for him, he's rationalizing it, too. Right. He's like, well, I'm not killing him now, though. They're going to go there where maybe they'll die, but I don't have anything to do with it. And so I yeah, so further away. Right. So to me, it was like him going, you think, you know, but you don't know. And you're making all these assumptions based on the few things and interactions we've had and seen you've seen me do. But you're inventing this humanity for me in your own head. And so I'm going to kind of show you the reality of it after he's already kind of done that, I guess. But again, I still don't feel like he's really shown or will ever. I have no idea if this character is ever going to be like a guy that puts you on steady ground because I just don't think that's how he rolls. No, that doesn't feel, yeah, like something that's coming. Well, remember when Fred, where June was like, give me any insight you can. Fred was like, he doesn't like to be bored. So I think that's when we know as viewers, like, all right, he's never going to be an even keel character. We're never going to be able to peg him. You're never going to get like a, like, straight normal conversation where you really figure him out because I think it, I think for him, if anybody like, figures him out he's lost right because right, right. he's his deal is he's got the like intellectual high ground on everybody and he's yeah. so much smarter than everybody um and that's why he looks down upon all the commanders even because you can tell that he doesn't respect those guys Especially just by the Fred. way he talks about them and the fact mm-hmm. that he makes him come to his house whether that's because he doesn't want to leave the wife or not he still right, pulls yeah, that card on and it feels yeah. like he can right and clearly you know whether he clearly he respects other people just not any of the people that are around him <laughs> And Good so point. I think for him, it's just giving, he doesn't want to give any of that ground. Yeah, and so I don't I think you're ever going to, you don't think you're ever going to get to the core of him deeply. Oh, I did think it was funny that she said he wrote those crappy esoteric books that he was <laughs> complaining about. That was great. Um, so then, can we talk about June and Nick? Let's and talk about it. Yeah. They're weird. I don't, I don't <laughs> even, I can't comment. I, I thought understand. they were going to have sex in the house. 
They did. The one time. Did they? They no, did? at the end. Don't they close the door They went back and in and closed the door. So. You imply sexy tone? Did I miss that? I guess. Yeah. The... When? So remember how he's like, I'm leaving. I just thought I should tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. She was like, can you help me? No. Okay. Bye-bye. And then he goes out <laughs> and stands there against the wall. That's yeah, how against I the wall. I, I was really like... like your version of it. <laughs> and then I was like, of course comes, you're standing out here against the wall. She reaches her hand out, right? And then like he grabs it and then she just like pulls him in. Oh. To the room and shuts the door and then we imply that they okay yeah and i was right i was like we're gonna have sex in this house and it's another line of nick and june bad ideas and bad places why how he i don't know so uh serena we had a cut to serena having what i guess is a bronte moment like it's her half awakening moment Mm -hmm. she didn't go full awakening and you know off herself by wandering into the ocean um, but does, you know, halvesies, at least mm-hmm. wades out there. It, probably, it, it looked like, like a re-baptism. Right. That's what I thought it right. was eventually. Yeah. But at first I was like, is she about to commit suicide? <laughs> that's what yeah, I that's saying. what I thought at first, too. <laughs> it looks oh, like yeah. a suicide scene if I've seen one before. Yeah. But then I was like, no, because I know that she finishes out this season. Like, as an actress, I follow her on Instagram. So I was like, I feel like she's definitely going to be in the show more. Yeah. We'll see. So then it was like more baptismal in my right. head. I was like, okay, now she's reborn as a person who understands the resistance and will fight for it. Because then she visits June. Well, but, but she we walks do have right by Fred. Past yeah. Fred. <laughs> like she almost gives him the high school fuck you shoulder bump. Right? That's what I thought. <laughs> like, really it was so close. Yep. I was like, I really whoa, thought that's what we were Serena. Do. Yep. Uh, so then this is the scene with Nick. We figure out he's a commander now. That uh, so this is the point where I figure out that Joseph Lawrence is his name. Oh and my I, I wrote this down. I can't believe his name's Joey Lawrence. Uh, he wanted to come and say goodbye to June. She's not really feeling it. And I said, "Are we about to have sex in this house?" <laughs> I, was like, I really hope that's not the deal. Uh, but then, see, Serena comes after this, so I guess maybe they had sex in the house. I have no idea. They did. Sorry. I'm gonna get you on a technicality because we talked for half an hour about romantic sure. comedies. Okay. Uh, so yeah, then. <laughs> Because the last thing her mom tells her, she has, we, we totally glossed over the conversation with her mom in the kitchen, where Serena's like pulling out her last ditch effort of, hey, mom, life sucks, help me out. And mom's like, here's the thing, Fred's you your suck. dude, it's you suck. What you're she says. Lucky you're pretty, because Fred's the key to life, and you're so nothing many without it. Advantages, and now you're going to wash them all away without being with Fred. How about a hot bath? It'll fix everything. Get a oh, robot. man. That was. A hot bath fixes everything was like the most like terrible English mom thing right? ever. I was like, is she like, gonna offer her some happening? tea right? soon? Tea and a biscuit. Is this what's happening? Ugh. I don't. Wow. Yes. So Sorry. Serena shows up, and you're not really sure what Serena's doing there. And I don't think we really know what her original intention is because we never get there. Because Serena says that's not why I'm here, and then June says, "We're gonna do this thing. We need allies with power." And then she, but she says something really tender and wonderful where she was like, I was not her mom, you know, cause she's all defeated after what her mom said to her about the baby right. not being hers. And she was like, well, and then June was like, only a mother could do what you did. And I was like, oh. yeah, cause she's like the whole thing. It was a very sweet scene. Like, you know, how do you stop thinking about her? That was Serena's whole thing. She's like, how do you stop? And you're kind of like, well, you don't, you don't. You- there's no end. I mean, so. clearly, that's why June is still there. Right. She's thinking about her first daughter. So, 
uh, June then decides, okay, I'm going to choose the Marthas, which now we're going into uh, like an Ocean's 8 situation where June's like picking her crew, I yeah. think is what's going to be this the whole thing. I, I really liked this. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. That's kind of what I thought. We got a thief. We got a this. We got yeah, a this lawyer. and that of this. I was as like, soon as she said thief, I was like, ooh. We're going to pull off a heist. Here real. we go. <laughs> Here we go. It's time. That was cool. Yeah. So that'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I did, I did like this closing thing where she was like, one day when we're ready, we're coming for you. Just wait. When they're talking about all the women and who are constantly, you know, men are constantly surrounded by women and mm-hmm. how must it feel for these women to have all these things that are going yeah, on. And they know their habits. They know yeah. what makes them feel good. They know what makes them feel sad. Yeah. They have a lot of insight. You yeah. can turn it on, turn it against all the men very soon. So, just wait, she says. Just it was very wait. interesting. It made was. me think of, like, like historical royals. Yeah. Like, manipulating one another to, you know, get the crown to do what you wanted it to do. That's a thing that happened? I never heard of that. Mm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know stuff and things. So, uh, oh, did for, you watch ahead? No, 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 no. Oh. I just meant I know stuff about you know, the throne. palace intrigue and whatnot. I, I don't actually know that much about palace intrigue. I just like historical fiction. I don't like either of those things because <laughs> they don't involve you know high school chemistry royals, teachers turning right? into drug dealers. Yeah, you know about current royals, don't you? Ugh. Vaguely. Oh, really? I don't, yeah, I don't totally. No, Sarah does not strike me as okay. the type who's staying up or getting up at 3 a.m. for the royal wedding. No. Oh, man. I know some people who I know, right? for real no, almost no. got up at 3 a.m. My favorite like, memes are the ones. You don't know these people. Yeah, oh, my favorite okay. memes are the ones who are like, we fought an entire war to not have to care about the <laughs> British royal family. <laughs> I'm like, that is damn right. Like, why the hell do we even care who these people are? Don't care. Although the way I know when things are happening is these friends of mine like update me on things and i'm like oh that's nice okay and then when it comes up later i sound like i know what i'm talking about there you go i once saw kate middleton wear a nice pair of tennis shoes that i wanted and that's about <laughs> the, the interaction that i've had with the royal family but they were like 170 dollars i was like nope that's slumming it. i think that's kind of slumming it for the i started to say family. that's uh cheaper than i would expect for someone yeah. they were seen as affordable famous wealthy but uh not for me no affordable for them maybe right so uh for three episodes first three you know definitely a tone shift yeah for the show which i think is much needed and yes. a nice dive into the actual characters of the show as opposed to fearing that Horrible limbs and eyes and you know whatnot are going to be chopped off in the next scene um yeah. just enough danger and you know edge. feelings of edge but yeah. overall dying. right right yes um even though you really you knew but you were like come on man <laughs> It was still early on, so we weren't sure. No, in the moment, I'm totally terrified. So neither of us have, none of us have watched Beyond 3, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I think I'm not going to watch ahead, because I kind of felt like when we watched ahead, because we do have, we have the first six, because that's what they sent out for the press screeners for people to review. Uh, I felt like it kind of took away from the conversation a little bit, knowing, so it was kind of hard. to hold back. I almost watched episode four, but I was like, no, I don't want it to muddy. Right. What I'm doing with this? Man, I want it to be authentic. I just can't keep show. it straight in my head, so I can't watch ahead. <laughs> That's the other thing. Because then I forget what Which I'm allowed episode? to say. That's why I said we're just going to do one through three now, because we'll be talking about things that happened, like bouncing back and forth anyway. So I was just like, we'll just talk about it all. How are they releasing the show? Like today, mm. did episodes one through three come yeah, out? Yeah, one through three okay. came out for everybody today, and then it's going to be weekly one episode, like it was. And I have no idea how many there actually are. 
I would assume there's around 13 like there was last season. I can't see it being too much longer than that. Uh, um, so I think that's kind of the probably the barometer. So I'd say probably 10 more episodes after this. Seems cool. about right. Could be more, could be less. I have no idea. I haven't actually read to see if they put that out or not. So if we find that out, we'll let you know. Because you're detoxing. I am. I'm super good detoxed. Job. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Everybody should feel good about it. So uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. It's literally the only place we're at. Yeah. If uh, anybody knows of like a handmade 12-step program, let Justin know. I, I already did it. I don't know, man. I you got to do that shit for a long time. Nope. I did cold turkey. I was out. Mm-hmm. I don't we're know about in. this. We're dipping a toe. I don't know about this. You're exposing yourself I'm again. Doing, I'm doing really good. One day at a time. You're, you're exposing yourself to the na- enablers. Right, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, so yeah, find us on Facebook. We are at Handmade Podcast. Uh, you can find our podcast, which you've clearly been listening to. Uh, tell your friends they can find it wherever the hell they get their podcast. So, uh, you know, there's the bajillion places to get those now. Apple, Google, Spotify is the big one now. What? They're kind of taking over. That's yeah. crazy. World's changing. You should know that. I'm very hungry. If you're straddling on the other side. <laughs> By the way. Uh, you have you, to explain that. Comment. We're gonna. This is going to be bonus content because we're going to have this conversation because I feel like we didn't get a chance to talk about this. <sighs> on the podcast and i feel like it's a thing we need to do so uh for those of you who just want to check out now and not hear an interesting conversation about sarah narwhals you can check out of this right now uh, thank you for joining <laughs> yep, May Day. sign off show was great we'll see you next week for episode four so great story and tiana and i this everyone that was uh, privy to this conversation as it happened is in the room right now so here's how it went down we're at tiana's house new year's eve right yeah mm, yes, new year's eve yes New Year's Eve, playing mixtape. <laughs> yes. One of the best games we played that the whole time. That was great, yeah. That Sarah really busts out this thing. She's like, I forget how the narwhals even came up. And Sarah's like, yeah. so me and Tim were having this conversation, and he was talking about narwhals, and you literally convinced your husband that he was wrong that they existed. Right, that okay. they were and like I unicorns. Was, right. I was like, That rude. they were mythological creatures. <laughs> I was rude about it, guys. I wasn't even like, I don't think those are a thing. I was like, what? You think narwhals are a thing? <laughs> like, I kind of like, like him. shamed him about it. And he was like, oh, okay. And like, being the great man that he is, he was totally like, oh, okay. Well, and like, trusted me. And you're an educator yeah, you're of teacher, minds. Like, I feel right? like that gives you a strong advantage. Okay, so he trusts me, does not fact check me. He is a great person. He I loves would fact me check a lot. You. I know. Now, I don't my, here's the thing. My initial reaction to this, as soon as she said it, I was like, I feel like this is a com- this is an argument that could have been solved in five seconds yeah, with, okay. Google. You're, with Google. You're, okay. <laughs> and how long did this go until you figured out okay, you were wrong? So a few weeks later. A few weeks. A few weeks. <laughs> That's That's a long I don't time. understand. How did he never look weeks. it up? So, well, here's the thing. Think about your interactions with narwhals. Have you ever seen them on a nature show? Have you ever seen them in real life? Yes. Has anybody ever talked about seeing a narwhal in their life? No. Also, I've seen them on nature shows. Yes. No. Not on yes. nature shows at all. I will no. find it and nope. I will send it to you nope. because YouTube has the answers. Not at all. Anyway, so then you see it in Elf where he's like, goodbye, Arctic puppet, <laughs> which narwhal. looks super fake. You think it's totally made up. Elf this is, is a grown the re- man. Elf is this the is a grown man as an confirmed elf. Confirmed your yes. beliefs. Okay, real Santa Claus. No, like, that's it's a why she thought it was movie. fake. It's because it was only that's an elf. That's what I mean. That confirmed her okay. relief that right. it was a, an so imaginary then, animal. I'm scroll. I follow Nat Geo on Instagram, and I'm scrolling through. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I've only seen. I've never seen a live. I've never seen a real picture of a narwhal. I've only seen cartoons and drawings of narwhals. In Up my, until this point, in they my have whole narwhals life. on octonauts, and they don't make up animals on octonauts unless they are one of the octonauts. 
Okay. Good point, Tiana. <laughs> you have little kids. Anyway, you watch so all the educational kids I've shows. I've only seen cartoon images and drawn images of narwhals. I've never actually seen a photograph because obviously if I had, I never would have made my husband feel bad about it. <laughs> or would you have said Photoshop? <laughs> so I'm following that geo and there's this whole thing on narwhals and there's an actual <laughs> photograph. A real photo of a narwhal, several actually, dipping their crazy horned heads <laughs> that don't look real at all, even in photograph. Um, and, and then I realized at that moment that I had an apology <laughs> to make. So I screenshot it, send it to Tim, and I'm like, I am so sorry. And he's like, damn you. Like, he's like all upset. He's like, you made me feel so stupid. Yes. I was like, I'm I'm so sorry. You're both very good people. Right? <laughs> I mean, for real. He One, he took me. your word for it, he and did. he really trusted you. And two, you mm. saw that and immediately sent it to him and apologized. <laughs> you are both I such good so people. Yes, bad. you are. That's I love for right I feel there. like most people would just be like, keep scrolling and pretend like it never happened. <laughs> I could never do it. saw anything. Oh, I felt so, so bad. Yeah. So needless to say, <laughs> so aside, aside from now. my reaction where I was like, why did no one just pull up a phone and go to the internet and say narwhals? I feel like... I bet, we, though, I bet there is, like, a conspiracy group that thinks narwhals are made up, and it's well, all Photoshop. Well, as, as I've read, uh-huh. they're actually really hard to spot. Like, photographers have to wait for, like, probably sure. months at a time, according to Nat Geo. Like, so months. this is why you hadn't seen a photo. A narwhal spotting, and they were very psyched about this narwhal spotting, which is why they did a whole thing on it on their social media, and... uh so here's what I think happened. So we, you know, we were so distracted with, like, we were, it was nighttime. And we were reading Nar- uh, uh-huh. Wendell the Narwhal, which is a book about a m- mythical creature, it felt like. <laughs> and so we're reading it. And then, like, Tim makes a, a reference to how they're real. And then I make him feel bad, which I never do. I don't know why this is the time I decided to be the most confident about my <laughs> information. I was really confident. <laughs> And I really went after this it. This was the hill you were going to die on. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one I knew for sure. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then we got wrapped up in the moment. We had to put the boys to bed. Like, we were distracted. They were doing things. You know, we got to do all the night-night stuff. And then we dropped it. Like, it was never brought up again. So I think instead of fact-checking each other right then, like, getting out phones and being like, is this a real thing? Yeah, like, you, we were so distracted by the boys. We were like, just oh, got to move down, right. got to move out of our heads. Nobody's fact-checking. Wait, fact did checking. this happen in front of the boys? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> they weren't paying so attention. They weren't paying attention. It's so much worse. Oh, my God. They're always Admit, paying attention when you think they're not paying attention. Admit it's so that true. narwhals look like the craziest things They do. They ever. totally look right. made See, up. So let's, but they're for real. So needless to say, much like this happens with a lot of things in life, right? So like when I got my new car and it's a gold car. I would never buy a gold car unless it was just like this circumstances that happened. Got it. You start seeing gold cars everywhere. Yes. You know, it's one of those things. Like all of a sudden they're just everywhere. That thing is that you, you've all of a sudden come in contact with. So all of a sudden narwhals are everywhere in my life. (laughs) Now narwhals are a thing. Narwhals are everywhere. I see them everywhere. And so I started a group chat on our, on our phone, on on iMessage called the narwhal newsfeed. So anytime we come across anything that's narwhal related, we just send it. And Sarah's like, I thought they weren't real guys. (laughs) Uh, And then I'll see, I'll see narwhal books. I was at the library (laughs) 
reading to my children. I see a narwhal book. Then I have to take pictures of the narwhal book <laughs> and show them how unreal they look because they look like the weirdest so, things ever. So let's give fun facts about narwhals because we have learned quite a bit about we the narwhals. Learned, story, so yes. the horn is not actually a horn. No. Because that would be too easy. (laughs) In a disgusting slash weird twist, it's a tooth. It's a crazy... That just goes through their head. Massive tooth that juts out of the top of their head. I mean... No real purpose. It's better than... Don't they, like, spike things I would assume they spike some things with it. Sure. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought they broke ice with it. I think they would have to. Not much of it left, but, you know, know, not for a little while. Oh, sad. Just being real. So, yeah, that's Sarah now knows at least that the narwhals are real. And that I should calm down when I correct people on things unless I fact check myself, apparently. But I had never seen a photograph of this animal until I was so much older than most people. I mean, have you seen photographs of narwhals in your life before narwhal newsfeed became a thing in our lives? <laughs> yes, yes. I had seen, seen real narwhals yes. before. Yes. Okay. Wasn't no. You didn't. <laughs> it's lying. okay. It's okay. I think I was honestly more amazed that it went on for weeks and that no one just went time out Google narwhals <laughs> and that this wasn't a 5-minute conversation. That he, was really the part that blew my mind the most. He trusted me. And rightfully so, because as soon as I found out that they were real, I immediately texted him and got my rightful you did. yelling at. You did. For you, being you, so mean. You took your medicine. That was good. And that's <laughs> yeah. very, very, very nice of you. Yeah. Very adult and grown up of you. And I only laugh because you are both younger than us. So Tiana and I are both older than you. And so you're like, of this generation that was just like, it's there. Like but we don't, because we like ruins I make it, it ruins. Wait, what is it? No, it's don't. the old people that don't Google things, not yeah. you. No, this is like when I have to correct certain family members about urban legends about you know random crap on the internet, like you know that Pepsi took off God bless America off their back of their can one year because they hate God and they worship Satan. That's the kind is of stuff we're talking. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, my Google God. that shit. That's for real. No, I don't. It's want not to quite to that, that extent. I don't want that in my history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just Whoa. come on okay a little google goes a long way but oh, it also made for some good bonus <laughs> yeah, content here and a great narwhal story we have a narwhal feed. news feed and now you see narwhals everywhere <laughs> stuff narwhals they are kind of all over the place you right now they're hot millennials are very into narwhals oh, yeah they're all yeah. hipping now there's even a place over by us that does like boozy slushes called narwhal. Was it narwhal? What is it called? That's not, it's like a. Oh yeah, I it's like an icy place. place. Yes. They do like slushies. It's boozy yeah, icy. Yeah, boozy icy. I follow them. It's on right across Instagram. from the IKEA. Yeah. Is that again? Yeah, because of the hipsters. Not like right across from IKEA, but it's yeah. very close. It's right here. I'll tell you. There's an IKEA. There's the narwhal place. There's a uh, like. Nasty Asian fusion building. restaurant called Black Market Eats. There's a coffee shop I like and a Euro Eats. shop. That's very, very millennial boardwalk. Right, walk. right there. Yeah. Love it. Right. Yeah. Into all of that. Yes. So, thank you for. Yeah. You're welcome. For sharing, Sarah. Yeah. You're we appreciate welcome. that. I mean, so don't judge me. Please, I, I do know things. Please post as many pictures of narwhals on our <laughs> Facebook page as you can possibly find. Fine, Sarah. We'd appreciate Shame it. Shame me, please. I deserve it. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Because we have things to give away this season just because we have extra stuff. Yeah. One of which might be a giant poster with like autographs of cast members on it just sitting in my closet. 
Uh, so we're going to give that away. Um, but right now, whoever posts a narwhal on our Facebook page first is going to get a copy of the uh, Handmaid's Tale graphic novel, which I also have to give away. Not so. not a cartoon narwhal, not a drawing, right. a, a actual in the wild photograph sighting. Yes. Oh, in the wild. In the wild. Well, can't even be captive. Uh, are there captive narwhals? Surely there are Nobody's captive narwhals. Got a narwhal. They're hard to spot. I tell you How what, bonus them? point if you find a narwhal in a zoo picture. If you got no that going on, narwhals. People. I don't think I don't know if I have only time will tell. <laughs> and we're gonna go against our suggestion and not Google it because I want to find out the hard say, way. You could Google it. So if you've listened this far, I feel like you've earned an Handmaid's Tale <laughs> you have graphic it. novel. Really so love us if you literally all you have to, to do listen. is be the first person to post <laughs> a narwhal photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna Everybody find out. Jumped a long time I'm ago. So, I fully I'm expect. So I fully expect to not have given this away next week. So hopefully somebody will prove me wrong. All right, we're out of here. Thank you for listening this much. I think. Thanks. Bye.